1: Welcome to the Saturday's Triumph Over Targeting Podcast. I'm your moderator, Ella. Tonight we'll be discussing the technology, tactics behind targeting, activism, shielding, and support. And we have a special guest tonight, as I mentioned. His name is Michael Bell. He wrote the book, Invisible Crime, and he is an expert in a lot of these topics. So if, one thing I wanted to say, though, is if you're new to the call, please stay on, and we will get you some support and some additional talk TalkShoe podcast members, as well as some helpful links and websites. This is a Solutions and Educational-Based podcast. My goal is that everyone here will get something out of tonight. And if you have any suggestions, questions, or comments, or, g, or just need some general support, you can email me at tiangel2016 at gmail.com. Again, that email address is tiangel2016 at gmail.com. So, Michael, I just want to say thank you so much for coming to the podcast. I really appreciate it on a short short notice like that as well.
2: It's nice to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me, Ella.
1: Okay, well, thank you. And so I'm going to read a little intro here, and then we'll just turn it. I'll turn it back over to you, and you can tell a little bit more about your story. So, Michael Bell was living the American dream. He grew up in an affluent East Coast neighborhood. He attended a fine prep school and later college. As an adult, he spent his free time as an aspiring screenplay writer and he was able to carve a comfortable life for himself in the hills of Hollywood as a caterer for the entertainment industry, and his income afforded him the ability to travel the world, climbing mountains, and enjoying nature. Life was good until it wasn't. Why don't we start when life was good? Uh, maybe you can tell me how you ended up in Hollywood. Um, it sounds like you had a passion for writing, so maybe, yes, If you can just, I'm going to turn it over to you and you can tell us a little bit about that. I'd like to hear about the good, what was good, and, and, and sure. what drew you to the entertainment business.
2: I uh well I grew up in in Connecticut and I've been a writer all my life and I moved to Southern California and I became a an aspiring screenwriter and I was just getting big meetings with top literary agencies and big studios who were beginning to show interest in my work and some of my scripts and um that's when I became targeted, and uh, my life completely changed. It was turned inside out. It, I had a really nice life, and then suddenly everything switched, um, and my life was not, really no longer my own. The way that I, the way it, the way it had been going, it completely changed, and uh, well. I, I, what happened was just basically, I'll give you a quick, a quick synopsis. I went to sleep one night in my apartment, and uh, while I was sleeping, I was drugged and abducted from my apartment. And I remember bits and pieces of the abduction. I remember some of the perpetrators wearing frightening masks, and I remember at one point actually lying on an operating table with surgeons, with surgical masks above me with a bright operating light above me. And then I remember I was returned to my apartment and I woke up thinking it was the next day, but it was really a week later and I noticed that my body was riddled with these tiny symmetrical and corresponding surgical incision scars and I could not figure out what had happened to me and so I consulted with several private investigators and I was lucky enough to meet an ex-CIA agent and these people told me that from what I told them about my story that it was quite possible that I had uh, become a targeted individual and I didn't know what that was but they told me that um, it was also quite possible that I had been implanted with non-therapeutic, non-consensual, advanced nanotechnology biomedical devices without my knowledge, without my permission, um, and so I all I was left with was, was this terrible uh, situation of being drugged and abducted, and then these scars, so I literally traveled around the world collecting medical evidence, MRIs, ultrasounds, x-rays, and, uh, with, and in the book, I include all of my verified, documented evidence, and the actual MRIs and ultrasounds are all in the book, and they all show foreign objects directly beneath these surgical scars that I have uh, all over my body.
1: Wow, that must have been startling for you to find out. Had you, prior to this happening to you, did you had you heard of any aspect of the program? Had you heard, I mean, I'd heard about um, mind control. I don't know if I believed it, but you know, you know there was things you know that were in our culture, even on television, that kind of indicated that this type of technology existed. Were you aware of any of this prior to this happening to you?
2: no it, it completely this this crime completely blindsided me. I had no idea uh, I knew nothing about any of these um uh, the programs or, or or mind control or organized stalking or electronic harassment i'd never even heard of these things before, like most people um, but um, what from what uh, from what i understand uh from what the investigators and the ex-CIA agent told me is that um, I'm most likely in what's known as an unacknowledged special access program, which is believed to be part of the shadow shadow government, and um, it's actually this program and what supposedly what targeted individuals are part of uh, uh, are part of a much bigger program. Uh, which is supposed to be the most advanced weapon system ever created by mankind. And it involves every aspect of science, neuroscience, medicine, psychology, physics, mathematics, and all war techniques, tactics, and methods. And basically the sum of all human knowledge is in this, unacknowledged special access program, this is what's widely believed
3: hmm.
1: um, okay, so maybe you know you can tell me at that point what did you decide to do? did you decide to that you needed to gather evidence what did you do like in your when you were preparing um to kind of yeah just tell me about what you did at that point
2: oh uh, when i when when i started i well originally when i went to doctors, uh, most of the doctors in this country, you can't really just say, I want to have this part of me, um, I want to have this x-ray, I want an MRI. But if you go to other parts of the world, for me, it was Europe. Uh, When I traveled to Europe, you just go there and and you ask them what you want to have done. As long as you have the money to pay for it, they'll do it for you and they'll give you verified documents and they'll give you whatever you ask for as long as you have the money for it, which is very expensive and it cost me a fortune to accumulate all the, the evidence that I've compiled and um, put all of it and published it all in my book. And also, when this first happened to me, I think one of the hardest things was, was that there wasn't a book like this out there. Uh, there wasn't a book that was, there were other books on the, on the subjects of targeted individuals, electronic harassment, organized stalking, and mind control. There were books on those things, but there wasn't a book that was told through the eyes of a targeted individual and what it was like um, uh, from the beginning. And, um, and also there wasn't a book out there that had verified documents and medical evidence so I really felt compelled to write this book because I was pretty sure that this crime uh, was going to shorten my life, if nothing else. Uh, I didn't know how much longer. Uh, it was so terrifying the, um, to be a targeted individual. The psychological terror and the remote physical torture through these advanced classified technologies that I talk about in the book um, are, it's, it's, it's really uh, overwhelming. Uh, It, nobody can be prepared for it. It seems to blindside every person that it touches. And um, the best you can do is try to Sift through everything and, and collect as much evidence as you possibly can, and keep a journal, and um, hopefully write a book or somehow get your story out to the world. Because this, the stories like mine need to be told to the world. Because um, people, most people, are not aware of this crime, and 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 from what I'm what I'm uh, told, uh, it's believed that. 1% of the entire population is targeted. And that may not sound like a lot, but when you're talking about a global population of 7.5 billion people, 1% of that is 75 million people, which is about roughly seven times the population of New York City globally spread out around the world. So that's a lot of people that are being targeted and um, also uh, in my research um, another thing that, that, that people that especially that aren't targeted right now or they're not aware that they're targeted um, an interesting find that I found was that it's estimated now that up to 50% of Americans are already implanted with RFID technology without their knowledge, without their permission, without their consent, and that's believed to have already happened. So, and people say, "How could that happen? Uh, how how could this how could this have happened to me? I, I don't remember." You no, know, if, if if something like this has happened, which I believe is quite possible, that that this this program that I'm a part of, this unacknowledged special access program has been going on for quite a few years. I don't know how long exactly, but um, it's possible to have been implanted through many different ways. Obviously the way that uh, being abducted and being surgically implanted is one way, but also when people go to the hospital for um, Common operations, or even to the dentist's office, they don't realize the that the possibility is there to be implanted. It, it is possible uh, when you go for a routine surgery or an elective surgery. People that go for cosmetic surgeries, um, you you expose yourself to the possibility of um, of being implanted. Um, so it it's really terrifying that that this is that this is happening, and um, it's it's important for people to take notice of it and to be aware that this crime is happening, and supposedly, down the line, the long range goal for this crime. Is supposed to be scaled to the entire population of the world, so that concerns that concerns everyone. So uh, that that was the, that was really one of the driving points of my of writing my book and getting this 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 my story out and uh, this this terrible possibility that um, that impacts everyone.
1: That sounds yeah, I think so. Uh, There's a question in the chat, just to go back a little bit. Um, Sure. How long ago did this happen to you? When did this first occur?
2: Well, when it first started happening to me, when I look back, I can actually see with clarity now that it probably started happening to me around 2002, 2003. But when I became aware of it, uh, fully aware of it, when I was abducted, that was in 2008. So that was eight years ago, uh, a little over eight years ago that it happened to me. But that's – once you – usually it happens that – what had happened to me was it usually starts when you're targeted. It usually starts with the organized stalking. But you've never heard of organized stalking, so you don't really – there's nothing – there's no signs or symptoms for it that you're aware of. But when you look back in time, when I look back to 2002 and 2003, I can see that there was oddities in my life. Uh, For instance, I would come back to my apartment and the front door would be wide open. All the windows would be open during the day. Uh, the lights would be on and my furniture and belongings were moved. Um, and, uh, moved in different positions and and each time I would go out and come back in things would be moved around, things would be missing, things would be broken Um, there were rips in my clothing, slashed tires on my car, scratches on the walls of my apartment and on the floors and it's called small but noticeable damage and vandalism and that was part of the organized stalking and then Also, I began to notice bizarre activity by my neighbors. For example, uh, things like loud leaf blowers or someone mowing their lawn um, right outside my bedroom window at 3 o'clock in the morning. And nobody else, none of the other neighbors would complain about this. It was, um, they seemed to all be a part of it. And then I didn't notice it until afterwards, but what had happened to me is that lies were told about me in the, in the community in Hollywood where I was living, causing the merchants of stores to shun me and to perform acts of harassment, small little acts of harassment that I had become sensitized to over a couple of years, uh, noticing this strange behavior. And, um, that was where it started with the organized stalking, and then it progressed into electronic attacks or electronic harassment, or really what it really is is bioelectronic torture, but we'll just call it electronic harassment so people don't get confused. But, and that caused severe sleep deprivation, and um, just as I was beginning to go to sleep, at the exact moment that I was just drifting off to sleep, I would get an electronic shock remotely that would continue to keep me awake every time I tried to sleep. And also, I would be woken up at the exact same time each and every night. And then I started experiencing things like sharp stabbing pains, like a bee sting. And then there would be things like repeat wrong number calls while important calls wouldn't ring at all on my phone. And also my emails in my computer were hacked and emails were, de- were delayed or blocked or even deleted. Uh, special files that I had were deleted or moved. Uh, someone was gaining access to my computer and then, also, too, another thing that I talk about in the book and actually have photographs of them in the book were these terrible second and third degree burns um these remote electronic burns that I would receive all over my body um, and i I took pictures of them, and they're they're in the book um, and uh also too, there was other things that were um letting me know that I was being manipulated remotely, um, like something like drop-in-your-tracks fatigue, which would switch on and off like a light switch, especially when I was at work, or even worse, while I was driving a motor vehicle. And also with the, um, the other thing with, um, you know, people speak about all three together, organized stalking, electronic harassment, and mind control And I can tell you that when this first happened to me, I I had read about um, mind control, but I didn't believe that this would actually possibly happen to me. And then I started experiencing these manipulated, artificially induced dreams, which are not like the dreams that I used to have, normal um, rapid eye movement dreams. These were... Uh, unnatural scripted dreams that would um, always end up with the same story. It would always end up with me being um, humiliated or mocked or tormented within the dream. So, um, And then also driving my car. Another thing I, I realized that something was terrible was happening to me when I would drive my car sometimes I would almost go into this trance like I was almost being hypnotized while I was driving my car and I had to really resist. It was almost like I felt almost like I was being put to sleep with my eyes open. I was uh, almost like I was being hypnotized and, uh, it was, and it still happens. It's really scary when it happens, and, um, but I'm aware of it, uh, which you know I think is, is, is part of what, what saves me um it's when you don't know about these things and they just come into your life without any you know without any warning that people are really blindsided by it but um uh the mind I control sorry
1: I about something. Did you
4: try,
2: when
1: started happening, did you start asking people, uh, did anyone validate your experiences, did anybody believe what you told them, what was your support system like? Yes, Uh,
2: well, at first, at first, um, when it first happened to me, I went, uh, I was, when I woke up the next day after my first, uh, I was abducted around approximately 10 times, maybe even more, Uh, but the first time. Was the the one that I remember the best, and it was, and it that was for a week, and you know when when I woke up, I was still under the influence of whatever I had been drugged with, and my research shows that it may have been a drug called scopolamine, which is also known as devil's breath, which completely um, erases your memory, and uh, it, it gives it near it gives uh, the victim that's that's being drugged uh, near complete amnesia. And, um, and usually this drug is only used for robbery and rape in South America. It's, it's, it's a really rare drug, but I had done my research and, uh, I could still feel that I was under the effects of something. And I realized that I had to do something when I woke up and I saw these scars on my body and, uh, what I remembered of my abduction, I knew I had to do something. But I and where I lived in 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 Hollywood, I lived right near the police station. But I also was very close to a hospital, so I started walking to the police station. Then I realized that they were going to ask me for proof. They they'd say, "Where's your proof of of uh, of that something happened to you?" Because that's the first thing they do. And I realized I really didn't have anything yet. So I I could still feel the effects of the drug that they'd given me. So, I turned around and walked toward the hospital, and I made the mistake of telling the people in the emergency room the truth of what happened to me, and they locked me up, and they kept me in a psych, uh, a psychiatric evaluation unit for two weeks, where where I, where additional surgeries were performed on me. It was a real nightmare. Um, So I made the mistake of telling the people in the emergency room, this is what happened to me. I was taken from my apartment. I was drugged. Next thing you know, I'm in an evaluation. uh, And I I hear that this is a very common thing for targeted individuals. And when I look back on my experience, they locked me up um, without my permission. I was just held there for two weeks. And when I was there, there were some seriously um, mentally ill people that were there and the people that were not as bad off. There was also other people there that seemed, when I look back on it now, that were probably other targeted individuals because they shared a similar experience to me. But most of the people asked me why I was here. I said, I don't know. I was uh, These terrible things happened to me. I told the emergency room and now I'm here. So... Um, yeah, it, 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 it's it, it, yes, as you were, as you asked, yes, people didn't believe me, especially my family and friends. Um, at first, they were perplexed by it, and then they, the more that I told them, the more they, they didn't believe me. They didn't want to believe me, it was too frightening for them to believe. And even with my medical evidence, um, My overwhelming medical evidence of all the foreign objects that I have that I show in the book, um, evidence that was very difficult and very expensive to obtain traveling to Europe and to Mexico and Canada and all around this country, and I put it all in the book, all of the verified documents and the verified documents from the doctor's reports, all in the book. Still, I have people that um, find it difficult to believe, but... Um, I think it's also too frightening for people to believe. And some people have actually, that that I told them my, my story and, and showed them the evidence that's published in my book, and some people were actually kind of upset that I brought this to their attention. They were kind of like, you know, I was having a great life until you told me about this. Now I'm frightened that it could happen to me and my family, and that 's exactly why I wrote the book. I want people to 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 raise their awareness to be to be aware that this crime is real that it's ruining people's lives and it 's spreading at a rapid pace uh, and there are actually so many targeted individuals now and so many people that are coming forward in the world that the crime can no longer be denied it's actually it's getting noticed and um thanks to shows like this too for um uh giving me a, a moment to uh tell my story to people that are unaware that this kind of thing can happen and is happening um it's important for people to know
1: uh, agreed you know, I think you know in the chat room people are saying it sounds eerily similar to their own story and and when you mentioned the part about being in the hospital and then ending ending up there for a couple of weeks i can, I understand that so um yeah you know. it actually it,
2: happened three times yeah. within a six month period i once was for two weeks, once was for almost a month, and then once oh. was for another two weeks, so three times uh, i was um in one of the times. Uh, I was driving my car and a I I I write I write about it in the book the the second time that I was um taken to a psychiatric center was I'm, I was driving my car and a car pulled up alongside me and threw a cinder block at my car and and then I was um Taken uh, to the emergency room, and, and I found myself in another psychiatric uh, center just for uh, having somebody thrown something at my car. So it was a real nightmare.
1: It is unfortunate. What about yeah. now? That, what about now that some time has gone by? Are, are people? It sounded like maybe your family still has a hard time accepting accepting it. Um, for the reasons that you mentioned might be probable as well. But is there anybody, I mean, other than our community, how do people respond to you and your story and to your book um, And over the years? Oh, well, yes, don't... there's been, uh,
2: uh, thank goodness um, uh, for shows like this and um, uh, the fact that my book's out there. I, I have my website and um, people have reached out to me Thousands of people have have shared their stories with me through my website, and also um, I've, uh, there's a place where people can leave their comments and leave their information, and I'm able to contact them. So I've talked to probably close to a thousand or more of these people that have that have written me, and also have corresponded with at least several thousand of people that that have. Um, that have bought the book and um, shared their experience with me. And some of them are nearly identical to mine. But um, I'm, I'm, I was very pleasantly surprised that people um, responded so well to my book, that especially people that were targeted because they, they weren't writers and they didn't know how to get their story out to the world and they also the, the thing about my book is that if you are targeted, especially if you're a new target, that is the most overwhelming time because it's, you, 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 you don't have any time to get used to it. You're just overwhelmed with this terrible situation. And that's where my book, The Invisible Crime, really can be used as a tool to explain to other people how this can happen to people and how the, how the crime is broken up into different um, parts of organized stalking, electronic harassment, and mind control. And it explains a little bit about the, the crimes. And also, in the end of the book, I also include uh, about 10 pages or more of packed full of just recently declassified technologies that were... Before were were unavailable and were top secret and now they're in my book um and uh describing uh some of these technologies and, and techniques that are used on the, or that or then possibly can be used on people um without their knowledge, without their permission, um without their consent. And um so in that aspect um it's been uh I, I've been very, very um, lucky to to receive such positive feedback from people, and um, it's made me understand my situation better. And people have helped complete because you're really handed a terrible puzzle when you become a targeted individual. You are part of an elaborate puzzle um, that involves so many different aspects of it it's, it's, you, you can only fit together so many pieces to get but you you, you get uh, an idea of what the larger picture could be and most people believe that um, besides scaling this crime to the entire population long range goals are estimated and believed to be human enslavement and depopulation, which are totally frightening things but are possible realities because in the world we live in right now, the people are uh, living beyond their means in terms of the resources. Their resources are being used up faster than they can regenerate themselves. And so the people that are in control, the other 1%, the people that are the, the wealthiest people in the world the the people that control that are even above the government um, the people that that actually pull the strings in the government um, are believed to be behind this these these goals of um, depopulating the, the the earth in the long range uh, in the future and also human enslavement. Um, and and I, I mentioned before that this um, is supposed to be part of the most advanced weapon system ever created by mankind because you look at the traditional ways of having war, it, you would, with this technology, with these new classified technologies, the possibilities of controlling your enemy or jamming the minds of your enemy becomes a reality and that would leave the, the country and the resources and um, the infrastructures of all the cities around the world intact. You would just simply be focusing on the people and um, they would the people that are in control have the option to do what they want and, and we can only guess that it would be human enslavement and depopulation. Um, those are the only things that, that, have, that, that um, have been reported to me and that my research indicates. And that it, it seems to, on some level, you can see how that might be possible looking from the 1% point of view. And it's a terrible um, reality.
1: Yeah. What about the thought of... Possible advancement of technology. Do you think that might play into it as well?
2: The advanced technologies. Yes. The uh, well, th- this 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 crime, uh, especially the organized stalking and the electronic harassment, are believed to use classified technologies that are that really are. Uh, a technology that we're not familiar with, that are beyond the range of radio frequency or frequency things that we can detect. Uh, this is, uh, these, the classified, it's, and it's more than one technology from, from what I um, have, have uh, researched, and um, especially the electronic assaults uh, seem to be beyond the... Um, what electromagnetic and acoustic signals can produce this seems to be uh, a new technology a classified technology something that is not known uh, this something that would be at the um, shadow government level or the military and certainly um, this crime uh, this wireless technology uh, and the the advent of wireless technology was really the induction of this crime. Um, before wireless technology, this this wasn't really possible, um, that I'm aware of. So it was really with. And also, the other thing is is that you have to look at. Um, I mean, for instance, you look at the brand new technology that was just revealed in October of this year where uh, I don't know if you saw it on the news, a paralyzed man shared a handshake with uh, President Barack Obama using a mind-controlled robotic arm in a first for medical research and helping to restore the man's sense of touch. Um, Tiny microchips were implanted in the man's brain that allowed him to use his thoughts to shake the President's hand with the robotic arm and at the same time, simultaneously feeling the subtle pressure and the warmth of the President's hand in his own hands as the artificial hand was being touched. So this is a brand new technology that was just revealed, and that was a demonstration, and that's a bidirectional human mind-to-machine technology interface, and that's That's a brand-new technology that was just revealed in October. So when people say, and you see, that's that's a possibility of a technology being used for something really good and helping people. But at the same time, you can see where there's room for such advanced technology like this to be misused and abused, and uh, I believe – that it's this type of technology, certainly similar or nearly identical technologies are possibly being used on targeted individuals. So, and And if you look at, at a bigger picture, perhaps that targeted individuals may have contributed toward an advancement like this. If people are being experimented on without their knowledge without their permission when the data is being collected at the top and sorted out you don't know where the results are going so you don't know where this technology was first because you know when you see a new technology it's it's been it's not just coming out right now it was probably invented years before that but it took years for it to be perfected to get to the point where you can do a demonstration with the president uh in front of the entire world that takes a long time to do so who knows how long that technology has actually been out it's it's just revealed in October of this year but we don't know how long it's really been been uh been out there or or how it's been used or how different versions of it are being used
1: agreed um, I guess one question I have um since we're talking about technology um is there other what technology uh, let's cover the ones that you, you that you wrote about in your book um maybe you can go through them. What are the various means of technology being used um in the direct to energy weapons we'll just we'll start with that one.
2: Some of those Some of those technologies are classified technologies, and I actually don't know the um, the uh, some of it is unknown to me i I've written about it in the book, but i don't really i can't really uh, I don't have any uh, means of uh, saying what what's actually being used. Uh, I can only um, guess. At, at, at what's being used on me. And I realized that through all my, um, all my medical evidence, I have indeed been implanted with something. Uh, and I believe it is possible that it's advanced nanotechnology biomedical devices. I did have, that's another thing I have that in my book, I actually had one of my implants removed. And uh, I had to go to about ten different doctors to have this thing removed from my lower jaw. And the doctor um, saw me in the pre-visit. Uh, I told him that I had this thing in my jaw that I wanted to have removed, and he was he agreed to remove it. And we and we did it right in his um, in his office in his um, right in in the medical office. And As soon as he removed this thing from my jaw, he refused to let me keep it. He did let me photograph it, and I have two photographs of this implant, this this foreign object that was removed from my jaw. That's in the book. There's two pictures of it, but the doctor told me that I was not allowed to keep it, and he had to send it to pathology, which determined it to be a mucoid formation, which I know was not the truth. And I also realized that between the day that I went and saw the doctor and he agreed to take it out, by the time I'd come back a week later to have the extraction done, he'd obviously been talked to by somebody important because he was uh, all business and um, he still agreed to remove it, but refuse to let me keep it. So, and that usually something that's removed from a patient is their own custody. They own that thing, whether it's a piece of glass that they're removing or a bullet or a piece of wire. You know, if you've stepped on something, there's a stone under the skin. Anything that's removed from the patient, the chain of custody goes to them. So this was very unusual that the doctor refused to let me keep it and I really wanted to keep it but he refused to and if you and if you look at the pictures that I include in the book you can see that this is a polished smooth um object this is not anything that 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 is natural or came from nature so um uh I don't but you asked what technologies. I don't know exactly specifically all the different technologies, but I do believe, as many other people believe, that the technologies that are being used against me and other targeted individuals that I know um, may involve or are believed to be able to either piggyback on or use uh, Some of the existing technologies, somehow they're able to, um, it seems to be an amalgamation of several different technologies, uh, which if this classified technology may be able to be used possibly through smartphones and tablets and computers, uh, that would allow people to track, possibly track, and monitor a person remotely uh, and in the case of electronic harassment, uh, possibly even torture people remotely. So, um, uh, but it is believed that somehow uh, the criminal element, uh, the perpetrators, uh, are, are, are able to access some aspect of this technology through um, smart devices
1: Yeah, that seems to make sense. Trying to prove it's one thing, but I suspect that myself, and I've heard many people also suspect that.
2: Yeah.
1: And then what about gang stalking? Do you still experience the same intensity? Um, You know, we have the gang stalking, and then you have directed energy, and then there's the mind control. Has the intensities changed over the years? Do they go back and forth? I mean, this might be interesting to people listening.
2: Well, yes, it's interesting. That's a great question because um, I'm, so, I was, I'm so glad you asked that question because when it first started happening to me, when I first was targeted, when I look back on, on the treatment that I got then, uh, it, was, it was minute compared to um, where I am today. Uh, since I published the book and since I've been doing um, interviews like this one, my targeting has skyrocketed, whereas I used to get mildly um, i used to experience mild organized stalking and when I say organized stalking i 'm talking about um, perpetrators criminals uh, the, in in the communities that i 've lived in wherever I go wherever I travel um, people are privy to this um, to this crime, and they I will um, have people, especially when I'm driving, I notice that when I leave my house, for instance, there's at least one, possibly sometimes two cars waiting for me at the bottom of the driveway. Always new cars, always being rotated. And then when I leave, wherever I go, I will usually have a vehicle lead me to my destination. And I also am accompanied by another vehicle or two that are following me and sometimes a vehicle on the highway will just ride alongside me, and then they'll follow me for a couple of miles, and then they'll get off on an exit, and then on the next exit, somebody else will come. It's, it's completely organized. It's very sophisticated, this level of, of stalking a person. But uh, from what I understand, 20%, we said 1% of the population are targeted, Now, it's estimated that 20% of the population are perpetrators. So that's 20 perpetrators for every one targeted individual. And in a population of 7.5 billion people, that's 1.4 billion perpetrators that are possibly most likely out there. That's literally one in every five people have something to do with this crime. So wherever you go, wherever you travel, this crime is so pervasive that there is no place that's left untouched. So there is no spot that you can go to that some member of this crime, some aspect of it, which is believed to be a collusion between the shadow government, perhaps military, black ops, and um as well as uh trans global corporations and also the criminal syndicate, the mafia so it's uh, it's it's uh, it's a collusion it seems between these three um, these three levels of society and um, that's really uh uh one of the scariest aspects of this crime, the electronic harassment being uh, possibly uh, having uh, biomedical uh, implants throughout my body is, 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 is a terror enough. But to, um, and, and as a result of doing these shows and, and writing my book, um, I, I'm, I've i become infamous wherever I go. Um, everyone seems to, know me wherever I go, but in a bad way, not the opposite of being famous, being infamous, being known for something terrible, where everyone recognizes you uh, for some reason, for some terrible lie and slander that's been told about me. Most likely, from what I understand, what's told about uh, the lie that's generated uh, and spread through communities about targeted individuals is usually something along the lines of a pedophile or a child molester, something that instantly brings hatred to those people that are hearing it for the first time. So it's a, it's a very organized crime in that respect that um, a very specific lie will be told about the target in the community and then the people this motivates the people to dislike that person and then also motivates them to participate uh, in, in the harassment against them. And I see these people up close and personal when I go into stores, when I'm, when I'm on an airline. Wherever I travel, I will be seated right next to a, 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 a perpetrator. Some, mem- some member of the group will be seated next to me when I, when I go to a hotel uh, all the rooms surrounding me in the hotel, above me, below me, on either side of me, will all be criminals and will all be harassing me. I'll, I will get uh, knocking on the walls, banging at uh, the walls, um, uh, tapping noises. Um, at night, the electronic uh, attacks. Uh, it's, 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 it's really it's It's horrible. Uh, to and it 's it's real it 's it's not just something that 's happened to me, but the the organized stalking is perhaps perhaps the most frightening because it 's people and they're, they're, it 's strangers harassing complete strangers, and you don 't know these people and they don 't know you, but they 've been told a terrible lie about you, which motivates them, and from what I understand. Many of the people are they're just ordinary, unsuspecting people that are tricked into participating, either told a lie about the target or or, or paid money, uh, actually paid money uh, for performing the, the harassment. And uh, my research also uh, indicates that the money is given to the, the people that are receiving it after they perform. The, the to make sure that they do it, and um, which makes sense, uh, you know, because the, the people that that, and also the people that are doing this, that are participating in in the organized stalking, really seem to enjoy it. They really get a thrill out of it. It's it's really it's 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 terrible. It's frightening. It's sickening to think that there is one out of every five people, possibly estimated to be, uh, are one of these people that participate in this crime uh, on levels that they aren't aware of. They aren't aware of, of what level that they participate in the crime. They just know that they've been told something terrible about this person and they're, they're, they're encouraged to harass the target, me in this case, uh, and to bother them and uh, with specific behavior and patterns that um, the target will become sensitized to over time. And there are everyday average things that anyone would do, but the target can very quickly be able to distinguish what is normal behavior and what is perceived to be um, harassment uh, from complete strangers. But the people that participate in it, especially when I go to stores, the the merchants that shun me and perform acts of harassment against me, really seem to um, get a thrill out of it. It's it's almost in that in that respect. And also from, from what I understand, the electronic harassment, the people that are so to speak pushing the buttons, become addicted to that that odd. Um, very unusual and sickening behavior that, uh, of torturing another person. And um, even in the olden days, the, when people were uh, prisoners in a castle, for instance, back in the, back in the, you know, the early days when, when torture was something that would you would hear about, torture in, in a castle, in the dungeon of a castle, the people that did the torturing really enjoyed it and it's it's part of uh, of uh, of the personalities of of being a sociopath or a psychopathic person uh, there's apparently many of these people out there, and people really get a thrill out of participating it becomes It becomes a kind of a game in the community and the longer that a targeted individual stays in a community generally the more widespread the harassment. Not every single person in the community is in on it, but as a targeted individual, you have enough, you're have you exposed to enough constant rotating um, stalkers that are following you, that are bothering you in stores, um, uh, standing extremely close to you, sometimes maybe even banging into you, uh, in extreme cases, or stepping on your foot by accident when you're in the store, um, these people really enjoy doing it, and it's and it's and it's uh, it's hard not to let it get you upset. They're trying to push you over the edge each time. That's you, that's what really you you really tests your self control because you're being provoked. By strangers and being tormented by strangers, yet you 're not allowed to respond because if you do they 're immediately going to try to get you committed uh, for saying that these people are 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 are, are harassing you or bothering you they 're kind of trying to do that, or they 're going to try to get you arrested saying they 'll tell a terrible lie that, you're, that you've, you that you 've said somehow they 're going to, they are going to try, those are the, the end goals. Uh, so it's difficult to resist uh, the temptation of, so to speak, giving back to these organized stalkers when you confront them out in stores and in, in public, wherever you go. Um, but it's been my experience that the only way to survive is to be, sadly, is to be professional and courteous because you have to remember. If you look at it from another standpoint, if you were if you were uh in the crosshairs of somebody's rifle or their gun, for instance if they ha- if somebody has a weapon aimed at you you you're going to be pretty nice to that person. You're not going to want to do anything uh, uh, mean to them or do anything bad, even if they deserve it if they have if they have some weapon on you or something is being held against you and you don't have any control over it, and they do, you're not really in a position to to fight back against them. So you have to learn to become strong and resist the temptation of giving back. And hopefully, at least that's one of the things I talk about in my book, is you, you can uh, possibly... Um, If you accumulate evidence that I talk about in my book, especially with a camera, documenting, that's one of the great things in my book. Uh, All my techniques that I've I've created for um, capturing on video uh, perpetrators in stores harassing me, bothering me uh, on videotape. When I started wearing the camera, at first I didn't really get much notice. Uh, people didn't really, they, they were doing whatever they do to me, whatever, whether it was coughing or clearing their throat as soon as I came near them or stepping on my foot or uh, banging into my cart at the grocery store with their cart and then they'd say, I'm sorry. Those things used to happen all the time. When I started using the camera though, word got out in the community that I was filming and now I have cameras in my house in my car, um, front a dash cam, a rear cam, uh, an interior cam. I also wear a camera. And that has mm-hmm. cut down on the organized stalking a great deal. I'd say 75%. I still... I still get it. I still get it. But um, but it's it's definitely contributed. It's definitely... They're definitely... They fear the camera. These people... The perpetrators do not like being filmed, like all criminals. Uh, I didn't mean to cut you off, Ella. I'm sorry.
1: Oh, no, I'm just saying thank you for saying that, because that was my next question. I was going to ask you how you deal with some of it and how you deal with the gang stalking, which is considerable in your case. And yes. I think that's great advice. I think it's a wonderful advice. Yeah, the camera,
2: the camera. Is, is, here's the other thing about cameras that people don't know. It, because this is such a new crime, people haven't really been caught. Too many times specifically for it there there are individual cases where it's happened but here's the thing if you go to a store on a regular basis not so much the customers there you're going to capture those videos where, where customers may be harassing you but more importantly the employees of the store. I really get the. That's where I get most of the harassment from. Is generally from the actual employees. Like at a grocery store, when I walk by the deli department, um, there's always uh, suddenly people start chopping things. They need uh, when I when I when I walk through the store, uh, different departments will start participating in the harassment. Now, when I'm filming them and I start accumulating evidence, then uh, eventually the goal is to bring a lawsuit against the store, number one, which is possible, and number two, once you've done that, bring lawsuits against the employees individually after that. And then if you're able to get to that point, you're going to obviously – you're going to bring some great exposure to this crime when it gets to the papers and when people find out about it. So that's why, and in my book, I, I, um, I had to learn the hard way. When I first started using the camera, there's a right and wrong way to do it. And you have to be as nonchalant as possible when filming. Uh, I'm just giving some general advice, uh, uh, with the organized stalking in particular, the, the, you're going to capture more stuff when you just are, have the camera on you and have it on, and you don't you pretend that it's not even there, and then they know it's there. And uh, you will also. I noticed that, especially the the um, the audio harassment, the vocal harassment that I get from people, um, like loud laughter uh, as soon as I approach or. Uh, coughing or clearing their throat; these things uh, you can hear in the background. But you can also tell that the most of the perpetrators, most of the criminals, are pretty. It, it's really a tremendous act of cowardice. These these people are very cowardly. When 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 it comes down to it, when I have the camera on them and I'm looking right at them and the cameras on them, they know and they don't like it and. Uh, they're uncomfortable and they suddenly um, when the camera comes out, there are certain places where I go in certain stores when the camera's on that people get out of my way or people, if they're in a department, they'll go in the back room until I'm gone because they don't want to be caught on camera and they know that I'm filming. And for that aspect, it's really good, Uh, but you have to be careful when you use the camera, and you definitely don't want to use a camera that has a red light indicator showing that you're filming because that will bring some really unwanted attention to you. And you don't even want to get warned with the camera. You don't ever want to even get warned. It should, it should be just like it's invisible, uh, just like one of the... There's so many different reasons why I, I chose to, to call my book The Invisible Crime, and this uh, invisible countermeasure that, that I created because one didn't exist before. So I had to create using a camera and I, I um, share all of my techniques and advice in the book on how to do it, what kind of cameras you're going to want to use and and how to use it and how to accumulate the evidence because it's not the kind of thing that most people are you're going to find that information in uh, too many other places. I don't think it, I don't, that, that's, that, that's one of the other reasons that I, that I wrote the book is because information like this, I couldn't find it all in one place. I could find a little bit here on the internet. I could talk to some private investigators. I actually met, here's the other thing that I talk about in my book. I actually met an ex CIA agent who confirmed to me everything in my book was true but this person told me that my book only scratches barely scratches the surface of what's really going on and that my book is only the tip of the iceberg of what's really happening that's what an ex-CIA agent told me that's in the book too
1: What about um, shielding? You know, I know you're a victim of directed energy weapons as well. Yes. What type of shielding do you, shielding do you use, and have you been successful? That's you a great question.
2: Yes, you. yes, I, I can tell you some things. Uh, I had to go through a lot of um, uh, things that, that didn't work for me um, until I found some things that actually do. The things that I find that are mostly, most most effective at protecting me from what are believed to be directed energy attacks or uh, electronic weapons are these things that I talk about in the book, uh, neodymium um, rare earth magnets, which um, you, you're going to want to get. There, You have to learn. I, 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 discuss, I, I discuss how to use them in the book and how to be... Careful with them, because they can they 're so powerful that they can destroy electronic devices, and they can be harmful if you're if you have one in your hand and, you, and, you, and you're uh, in the vicinity of, of a metallic object can suddenly become airborne uh, and stick right to the magnet like a paper clip or something bigger, depending on the force of the magnet so you really have to when you 're using them you have to develop this Uh, extra sense of um, awareness that you're using this magnet and um, i use that and certainly from what I believe from my story personally, um, uh, the implants that I believe to be throughout my body, um, whatever frequency, the remote wireless frequency that they're using, the magnetic field that is thrown off from these rare earth neodymium magnets is so strong that it's able to disrupt the frequency, the incoming and outgoing frequencies that, are, that I'm being bombarded with. And, um, and that it gives a great sense of relief to me. In specific spots, I usually seem to get hit in certain areas of my body, especially at night when I'm trying to sleep. But the other thing that I just discovered in the last, since I wrote the book, um, is a device called an earthing device. And that's basically a grounding wire, which uh, you plug into the wall in, in, a, in a normal three-prong outlet. You would usually... You, when you plug something in the wall, there's usually two prongs and those are what the electricity goes through to the wire to whatever device you have. But in this case, and then beneath it, there's a third one on the bottom, that's the ground. So there's three prongs going into the outlet. Now I have this device called an earthing device that a friend of mine uh, made for me. It was also a targeted individual and uh, he sells them on the Internet. Uh, and they're very cheap. They're only like thirty, thirty or forty dollars, I think. But anyway, uh, they pay for themselves right away because they do work, and um, they don't have any electricity in them. They, they instead of the, the two metal prongs in the plug, it, it has a plug that just goes to a wire, and then the wire you um, use a, uh, a a folded. Couple of pieces of heavy-duty tinfoil to make uh, to expand the um, the area that is touching your skin that you're exposed to, and the other end is plugged in. There's two plastic prongs that go into where the electricity would normally go into, but these are plastic, so they don't conduct any electricity. And then they just it just uses the grounding wire on the bottom of the outlet. So you're actually tapping into the grounding of the building uh, wherever you are. Where, where, whether Wherever there's a plug, you can plug in, uh, whether you're at a hotel, whether you're at your house, sitting in front of the computer, or most of the time, with the, the best time is when you're sleeping to use this uh, throughout the night. And uh, it really reduces... Any electronic attacks that you have, and over time it, it strengthens your immune system. You notice it right away, but it 's over time that you really see the benefits so uh, and you really become used to using especially for sleep for me now, I have to use the the, the, uh, the magnet every night and the earthing device every single night. I have no choice um, still I, I I do experience some uh, form of electronic attack despite my countermeasures. Nothing that I know of so far is 100%, but those together um, really offer adequate and um, uh, really good protection. Uh, for, you know, some, people, some people don't use anything, so uh, this is 100% better than nothing for me, and it really works. I can tell you that from personal experience.
1: Okay, well, thank you for that. I think that's very helpful to people. What about um, nutrition? Is there anything you do? Any vitamins? Well, that's you can another. Pay?
2: That's another great area. I'm so glad you brought that up, Ella. Uh, yes, I mean it's it's. I mean, no matter what, even if you're not a targeting individual, um, you're going to want to have um, good nutrition. But if you're targeted, you're going to be uh, you, you, you uh, your nutrition is so much more important than the average person now because of the exposure to um, uh, all the um, excess frequencies that you're being exposed to um, for instance you know uh, radio frequency microwave frequency electromagnetic frequency you as a target individual you're going to be uh, inundated with these frequencies much more so than the average person would be that, that just gets these frequencies just walking around just normally. You know, you're going to, you can't, there's so many devices out there and so many satellites and so many cell phones that are out there now that there's frequencies that are just saturating our atmosphere now. And uh, as a target individual, you're going to be getting much more than the average person. So, Things like um, multivitamins and supplements and drinking enough water each day and eating the right foods um, are so much more important to maintaining your health because you're really fighting um, a force that's destroying your immune system, your thyroid, your uh, your immune system, your uh, your ability to fight off colds and diseases are all terribly compromised by being bombarded with um, electronic assaults. So it's really, especially drinking enough water each day. And here's the other thing. Here's three things that I can tell you that I do every single day that helps me survive. Number one, perhaps even most important of all, is uh, I have to remember that other people, like myself, other people have experienced terrible things. You look at the Holocaust survivors or um, prisoners of war. These people have uh, have survived terrible, terrible situations, the worst imaginable, and somehow they were able to survive. So I have to keep that in the back of my mind to give me hope and to inspire me to continue to be hopeful and um, be positive, which is very difficult. So I have that. And also, it's very important every day that you get some form of exercise, uh, whether it's walking, whether it's climbing stairs, whether it's going to the gym, whether it's riding a bike. Every day, you need to exercise for at least 20 minutes to a half an hour minimum every single day. And then the other thing, um, the, the 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 best one number three is I have to remind myself to find some way of making myself laugh every single day some at some point during the day I need to do something to make me laugh to to um, trigger my sense of humor to um, give me uh, uh, to enlighten my um, my mood and to make me feel good and, and laugh for a second. and, and it, That's important to do every single day. It's not always easy. Uh, sometimes it may be through watching a movie, a funny movie, or through remembering uh, uh, something that made me laugh years ago. But every day I need to do that at least once. I need to laugh once every single day. So those three things... Um, uh, remembering that there are other people that have survived much worse and are surviving much worse in, in other places around the world, in Syria, the, the terrible situations, no matter how bad your situation is, someone else somewhere is getting it just as bad or worse. So remembering that and also to get to get exercise and to remember to laugh every single day at some point during the day, even if you can't really find a a, a point to let you need to you need to make that happen every day so those are three important things that I do every day that are part of my basic survival really
1: well that's excellent advice and I'm sure the listeners will appreciate it well I guess at this point if you don't mind maybe we can start taking some questions from the sure okay great okay guys I'm coming to you
5: uh, uh hello you are asking me uh, uh, guy target guy uh yes uh i'm a thirty year remote neural monitoring victim and um you know one thing one thing i i notice i mean i, I have ex neighbors i i still hear their voice in the air for over thirty years now and i, I know they're the ones doing this to me. And I believe they're an InfraGuard. I'm, I'm just wondering why uh, people or groups uh, have not got together and tried to sue infraguard And, you know, I read this. This is like an NSA, FBI, private contractor-sponsored thing, and I'd be within InfraGard is doing this. So I'm just wondering why no one has ever sued InfraGuard at, at this point.
2: Um, uh, well, from what I understand, um multinational corporations are involved on a global scale in this crime in the design, manufacture and deployment and use of electronic weapon systems on the civilian population and from what I understand the governments are complicit but not necessarily in control and the governments do abuse citizens only now the work has been contracted out to uh by multinational corporations that that
5: no I just agree i mean i know my ex-neighbors are like satanic jewish people and they do get a government check so i'm not really sure where you're getting the i mean right on the internet it does say nsa and fbi sponsor private contracts to do this i have not Read anything about multinational corporations. Now, maybe they could be private contractors that are government paid. Maybe that would be how that's going on. But, it, you know, I just don't understand how, how you know, uh, how none of this over all the years has not been investigated and, you know, no one is trying to file a lawsuit against these people. That's just, you know, I, I understand what you're saying. Is this maybe multinational corporations that are paid by our government, FBI, NSA, to do this type of work?
2: That's correct. That's correct. Um, yes, it's um, it's it's very difficult because um, these crimes are so advanced and so secretive and um, so classified that there are the laws are very carefully constructed to not include these these specific actions uh, against. Someone. So it's hard for it's hard to accumulate evidence, but um, yes, uh, it's 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 everything you mentioned. Uh, it's the NSA. It's it's the FBI. It's the CIA. It's some amalgamation of all of those different programs um, on different levels, right down to the community level, right down to your neighbors that are probably, from what I understand, probably getting their rent. Or their mortgage paid for by the criminal group, and probably getting paid extra money to target and harass you. All, all at the same time, they're do- doing this with impunity. They, they risk nothing. They, they, they're never to be held accountable for their actions against you. They're, um, they're never going to be. They're, they're never going to get in trouble, and they're guaranteed that by the groups that are paying them. So, yeah, that's another (laughs) reason why. You (laughs) went with the
5: police, the FBI, talked to lawyers, and yeah, I I, I agree. These people are not held accountable. Even the FBI on the phone says, well, just take notes. I mean, and I've written to senators. It just, I don't know, it really gets me. It's kind of like a Stasi takeover. You know, I I believe the roots of this is Zerzetzung. Is, is is all from the East Germany and the Stasi takeover? And
2: that's correct. That's right. That's yes. that's where this. That's where it all. That's where it all began. Uh, uh, when they began to um, persecute people and uh, entire families. Here's the other thing. You just reminded me of something. Here in this country, it's usually done to individuals like you or to me. But in other countries, in Russia or in China or Korea, for instance, from what I understand, entire families are targeted and their children and grandchildren. So uh, it's a, a, on a much bigger level. But again, it's, it's um, people that are operating with complete impunity and um, they're, they're getting paid to do something that's really highly illegal but it's not being enforced and it's difficult to improve to prove. And also the people that are paying them are guaranteeing them that they're not going to get in trouble and that they will stand behind them. Should something happen, these people will protect them. So it's, it's a really a terrible situation.
5: Yes, I, you know, I agree with a lot of your, I, I've been, you know, like I said, my, some of my police reports years ago, ago I, i've seen those tourists. it's not only the victim that gets attacked and degraded. i've seen like tourists attacked and others you know it, it is other people that are you know these these people that use race and religion against the victim and others you know you just hear their voice in the air and, and they get others to stalk other people as well as the victim in the area of, of of the victim and i've just never seen anything like it i mean we have all these anti-bullying laws and you know they can have all the laws in the world, but unless they stop this uh, synthetic telepathy stuff, it's not going to do any good. They're this bullying of adults and others will, will continue unless unless this kind of thing is stopped. And I, I really just flabbergast I me mean, how this thing could get this far, and and no one really say much. You know, it's, it's it's like people are just in shutters now. There was a Holocaust so many years ago, and you know it. it, it I don't know, what does it take to get people to protest? I mean, they, they, in this country they protest about drinking too much Coca-Cola, but when it comes to this thing, no one says anything. I, I just don't understand it.
2: It's it's, it's really puzzling, too, and, and you probably experience this, too. When you speak to people about it, when you make them aware of it, they're surprised, but they, uh, as Ella said to me um, before, that people, you'll tell somebody about it, they'll It'll blow them away. They, they've never heard anything like it. But then they quickly move on and forget about it. And it's something that's so terrifying and so frightening. No one should look away from it. Uh, this thing needs to, needs um, uh, attention from everyone. Uh, sadly, um, like in the in the same ways that something like a medical cancer. People that aren't touched by a terrible disease really don't care about it very much until it 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 touches their them or their lives or their someone in their life their family or friends or someone they love. when something terrible happens to them, then they become aware but unless this crime touches people that they know or them directly most people would rather not know about it. That's just the way not people are. are. That's the way people yeah,
5: are. They, they just don't want to get involved. And, and like you say, unless they are directly involved in it, like an AIDS patient, unless you're related to the AIDS patient, and know them AIDS, you know, else they have their own little world and they just don't uh, get involved. And I, like you say, it's the same thing with this stuff. You know, this voice in the air stalking is, is uh, what, I, what I get. And um, I, I think it's like a voice of God weapon. One one time late at night, I was just finishing my route, delivering my
3: parcels,
5: and I was in the shopping center on the way to the bank, and, and this voice of this stalker, it was just as loud as if the guy was yelling at me in the next car next to me, just super loud. So they are capable of making that voice of his, you know, just really loud, but most of the time it is quiet. And I just don't know how he can, can turn that volume up so loud or, or quiet, you know. How, how they can do that? I mean, I've just it's it's amazing. It's just, it's just like the person is right next to you and just shouting at you, and you're looking around in the air, and there's no one there. It's as if he's talking in the air at you, shouting at times. I just don't yeah. really understand how it's
2: yeah. done. It, it, it's hard for people to um, these these classified technologies are so advanced that it's difficult for people to even comprehend. The level of sophistication of these technologies—they're so complex and so advanced that even when they're explained to people, it's just—it's it, almost like, um, like, like I said in my uh, one, of, one of one of the quotes from my book: "Any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic." Arthur C. Clarke, Clarke's Third Law, in 1961. It, any any. Technology that is so advanced that people aren't able to figure out how it works, and especially if it's being done invisibly, wirelessly, remotely, it seems—it almost seems like magic that is happening. But it's—it's it's the technology.
5: Well, one thing—one thing I would say is, you know, from my notice of my thirty years of being this victim of this voice of God weapon. Um, is that I've seen a blue light through my eyes, you know, blue dots. I'll, I'll look around I'll see like I'll use the restroom and all of a sudden I'll look at the floor and I'll see a blue dot. So that tells me it's some sort of beam or something going through my eyes that, that is uh, doing this. And one thing I thought of that might reflect a beam uh, is like a mirror, you know, because I know those these like uh, – you take like a flashlight, laser, laser, laser pointer, and you point it at a mirror, and it'll just bounce off that. So I'm thinking mirrors are a good way of defense of this. Uh, I, I just think- haven't had time to experiment on that.
2: Yeah, I've I've uh, I i have i do not get the 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 um, the voice to skull technology that you're uh, a victim of. I don't receive that. I do hear a loud sound uh, constantly that that changes in its pitch and its volume. Sometimes it's very loud. Sometimes it's soft. It's I don't hear voices, but I do definitely hear a loud electronic sound. But I know what you're saying about um, your your vision. Uh, sometimes your vision. Um, Especially, you you may notice it when you go into a dark room. Uh, you uh, when, you're, when your when uh, your pupils are uh, adjusting to the to the dark or, or coming into a bright uh, light. Uh, you may notice um, spots, like you said, either some kind of a, a light. I, I've noticed things like that before. I, I I mean that's how I would describe it. Sometimes. If I suddenly go into a dark room, I may see some of those what you say something something along those lines, like a spot or some kind of but something definitely electronic, something um, uh, something connected to technology, nothing that would be a natural thing, you know nothing like you know when you go from a dark room to a light room or um you're gonna your your eyes are going to adjust naturally, but this is completely different and um what you're saying with the uh, voice to skull or the v two k uh acoustic weaponry that's being used um, it's it's uh it's so advanced that 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 people and also uh the other thing about this crime is that it's so ingenious that if you do try to tell people about it you're deemed to 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 be delusional or, or something uh, or, or or mentally ill that 's the uh, the evil uh, deviancy of this crime that it that it's so perfect that it covers its own tracks that 's another reason why I called it my book The Invisible Crime because it 's going on um, in in plain daylight around people all the time. Yet it remains invisible. Nobody talks about it. Uh, it, it goes uh, unnoticed and nobody gives it the attention that it deserves and it 's in many ways invisible to those people okay. if you 're not if you 're not there 's really only two groups of people that really know about this crime: the victims and the criminals that are they 're perpetrating them that 's only everybody else that 's in the middle the other um 99% of the world does not know about this. It, um most of the world does not know about this crime, but um but the, only the people that the only the victims and the, and the criminals are really the ones that know about it.
1: Well, thank you for answering that question, so those questions. Okay, I'm going to come to the next person in line here. Yes.
6: Sure. sure.
1: I'm going to find number one on the board here. Sometimes my board doesn't show me everything. Huh. I'm going to go to number two. Okay. That's Central Massachusetts, I'm coming to you. Hi, Central Massachusetts, you have a question?
2: Hi, Mike. My name is yep. Frank Allen from Boston. Okay. And I was just curious. Uh, what? I came on the call a little late. I think this is the crime of the age. Okay, the a crime of the age. Uh, what are you actually getting hit with? Uh in terms of of my um well, I mean I I'm being um around the clock I'm I'm um, I'm under electronic surveillance from what from what my research indicates. I'm under a 24-hour seven day a week electronic surveillance I'm being um, remotely uh, electronically attacked um, I receive uh, organized stalking wherever I go in the community traveling around the world um, uh, when I sleep at night my uh, I get what's called induced <coughs> dreams or artificial dreams uh, that that are part of this mind control process, there's no escape. Even when you're sleeping, uh, you're being worked on uh, as an experiment, Um, literally like a a real life laboratory rat or a a guinea pig uh, being experimented on um, cruel, uh, psychological terror and remote physical torture. constantly all day uh every day a- and at night there's no uh letting up uh of it and uh, it's pretty overwhelming um and it 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 it, it changes and it's um it's never the same it it you, it's constantly evolving and escalating in its intensity and um certainly with the organized stalking it seems to
3: the base,
2: the base, the base of stalkers seems to be growing wherever I go. Um, more people seem to be participating in the harassment against me. So that's what that's what I experience on a on a on an uh, uh, all the time, every day, all day, wherever I go. Okay.
1: Okay. I guess he. I don't know where he went. Well, there is a question in the chat while we're waiting for him to respond. Um, Sure. Twitter, TI in Texas, asks, he says that uh, your publisher site states that you're working on a sequel. Can you tell us about that, please? Uh,
2: I I haven't really said anything about it, but yes, it's it's in the works. Um, And um, it will pick up where the first book left off. And... um, in the um, in the sequel, I will be discussing um, other technologies that are, th- this crime um, being a targeted individual involves. So many different technologies; some are declassified, most seem to be classified. But uh, in the new in in the, in the sequel, there there will be um, information on other technologies that are also being used and incorporated that are, are that are already known to to work and exist uh, like the, the voice to skull technology or the silent sound presentation subliminal silent sound presentation that's another mm-hmm. proven proven to exist in work technology so um, it's mostly and and also explaining how the organized stalking works and how it recruits people and how it's kind of like can be compared to a, almost like a cult-like following or a secret society um, uh, that, that, that exists. There are secret societies, they do exist, and this seems to branch into many of them uh, uh, in my research. So those are some some of the things that, that I um, exposed and, and uh, have written about.
1: Okay, thank you for answering that as well. Let's go to the next question in line here.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, also the other thing is, too, the actual... Um, in the first book in this in the invisible crime i mostly just describe my story but okay. i don't really go into Bye. the actual i don't really talk much about the actual torture uh the actual psychological terror and the and the remote physical torture that okay. uh, that a target endures so i really get into the into great detail about that which i did not do in in the invisible crime so that will um
1: that that takes up that's something that, that the world doesn't know about anyway. Thank you. So I'm going to come to New sure. y- North Central New York. Hi New York, you're on the air. You have a question for Michael?
7: Yes, uh, I didn't read your book, so I don't know everything about it. But um, I was harassed many times in a supermarket, and I actually had missing time, and I had all kinds of weird stuff happen to me. And nobody did anything about it, and I was wondering i didn't they i didn't want to call the police, but I was wondering like if the store cameras have something recorded, is there anywhere to access them and prosecute people
2: yes, if you uh well its it's hard to do that's why that's one of the reasons why I call it the invisible crime because it's it's difficult to produce evidence uh it's uh, proof and evidence are strangely hard to come by, so uh, that's why um, in the book I, I discuss about using a camera and trying to collect evidence and um, using, using digital voice recorders in your apartment when you're not there because oftentimes target individuals will have their apartments or homes or residences broken into repeatedly constantly ongoing uh, unforced break-ins um when they're not there it seems that the criminals either have a key or have some way of accessing their apartment now if you have cameras and digital voice recorders set up around your apartment you have to um, invest a little bit of of time and money in finding out um uh, I, I include that in the book. Uh, which, which devices are, are most effective to use? Which I use? Um, those are the kind of things that you need to have to to pr- you need to, to collect evidence. And those those are uh, a digital voice recorder is certainly something that can be used in court, and always a video um, is self-explanatory and is probably the best form of of, uh, of of evidence, but also medical evidence too. That I, if you believe you've been implanted, if you are able to get MRIs, ultrasounds, X-rays of those places where you believe to be uh, implanted, which I discuss in my book, where to look for the scars, what the scars look like, where to find them, and also in the book I discuss how to go about getting the actual medical images and how to approach doctors and hospitals and and going to Europe if you, if you, if you need to. If you have the, the, the means to travel to Europe or other parts of the world where getting medical evidence is simply a matter of paying for it, uh, I include all the information um, that is necessary that I had to learn the hard way to figure out how to approach doctors and hospitals in in obtaining hard to really hard-to-get um, medical evidence.
7: Oh, I see. Well, I had I had a lot of neodymium magnets, and I loved them, but they were stolen. Um, I, so, But I think they're very, very, very good. Um, as far as uh, the, uh, what do you call it? Uh, I lost my train of thought. Sometimes when you talk, my thoughts go away. Really fast. Uh, oh, do you have uh, contact information that? Because I have something that I think is important, but I, I can't talk about it on on the uh, phone.
2: Yes, if you if you go to my if you go to my website at, uh, at www.invisiblecrime.com, com, there's a spot there's one of the pages where you can go to where you can leave uh, your comments and your information. And i can uh contact you or you can share information with me um so there's a there's a place on my website to to go to and um to contact me if if you want to
7: oh great that's uh well i i know well i know that there's stuff that happened to me that I can't explain it it's sort of out of like uh like a magician because it's too weird that if i if i told anybody what happened they'd tell me i'm crazy but i know what right. happened it, it can't be explained i just it's sort of out of like a thousand years future technology i just thought, i cannot explain it it's too it, it doesn't make sense from our understanding
2: right yeah and and um the fact that you're aware of it um says that uh, it tells me that that that, that um that, you're, that, that you at least uh, have been experiencing this for a while, and also probably, uh, as I as I write in the book, it, it may not be a, to your advantage and may be a bad idea to share with people because unless you have proof or evidence, like you said, people are not going to believe you and they're going to, instead, they're going to believe the worst. Uh, they're going to, to uh, and also the criminals that are working at the at the police headquarters or wherever or or the hospital um you tell those people um what they already know is true but they're they they're 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 part of of covering it up they're going to automate they're going to use your they're going to use your diagnosis as a weapon against you they can they can say that you may be a threat to yourself or to others when really you're not. They can actually do that, and, they, and you can be involuntarily un- locked up. Uh, it, it happened to me three times, so, uh, and it, it, was, uh, it, it was done illegally. It was done wrongfully. Uh, I was detained uh, for no good reason, but you can't, you can't tell certain people um, this information because it will be used against you, uh, especially people in the medical world or the law enforcement world, unless you have proof or evidence, they will um use this your 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 uh what you're alleging to be, they'll use that against you. So oh, you have I am well yep. aware of that. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh the <laughs> The, are, are
7: any foreign countries um, better
2: in terms of in terms of living or getting is, medical is, evidence?
7: No, as far as uh, being targeted, is it? Is...
2: You know that's that's a great question. Uh, I, I I wished I had the answer for that. I have to. I've had to move fourteen times in nine years. That's a lot of moving, and you know how expensive moving once is, but. Um, no matter where i moved whether it was california new york maine wherever i've lived this crime has followed me it's it's where it comes to me wherever i wherever i go so there it really is and i've spoke to i've spoken to many other targeted individuals who have tried traveling around the world they they, Going to places like Germany, Switzerland, um, Austria. I've, I've spoken to people that have traveled everywhere trying to shake this crime, but they can't. So, well, th- so in my in my in my research, I have not found a place that is um, that is free of this crime. So, as far as I know, it's everywhere. Sadly, someone
7: told me the Na- the NATO countries are worse than the other countries, sort of like Russia. Oh, uh, yes, some better. Countries,
2: that, 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 that is true. Some countries can be much worse. You could possibly leave one country, move to another in hopes of things getting better, and they could actually be much worse for you. So you need to really do your research and oh, perhaps God. even spend some time in another place, if you can, first, before committing to moving, because... Sometimes the next move is even worse than where you were before and you wish you were back there but it's already too late now you're already in the new spot so um, that's a great question uh, as far as I know there is there isn't a safe place to hide from this crime that I know of
1: yeah that's what I've heard too uh, Michael <clears throat> I've talked to a couple different people that travel all over the place and um, and most people say it's the same wherever you go. And I, I, we know of a woman, a really wonderful writer, who was an activist out here in America, and she moved to Poland, and she said the targeting followed. You know, she's happy, though, because there's a, a movement there and awareness that this is going right. on um, uh, on a nation, on a, nation, uh, a national level. So she's glad she's there. And then we've also talked to a, a gentleman who's been everywhere looking for reprieve and he may get doctors who can help him and cost less and some places may be better for a little while, but it seems to be wherever you go, it follows you.
2: That's right. It, it, it Or worse, it's waiting for you. Where yeah. you. Wherever you want to go, it's already there. And it will just, the, the, the criminal network, it's a global criminal network um, that uh, operates around the world. And wherever you go, they have their little cell of this criminal network, their little um, cell, because if you think about it, what this is, it's really covert domestic terrorism or terrorism against a single person, especially with the organized stalking, which can sometimes involve, the stalking can involve Hundreds or even thousands of people participating in harassment against a single person. So it's um, it's 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 uh, it's beyond what most people can even believe to be true. But sadly, it, it, it is happening, and it's happening at an alarming rate. And it's um, it, I, I'm I'm glad that there are places that are raising their awareness and there are movements underway to expose this crime and make people aware of it, especially the people that aren't targeted that, feel, you know, if you're not touched by something, you don't really care about it. But once, once, it, but that's, that's the, that's the um, thing that I try to point out in my book that it's important for everyone to recognize because eventually everyone is, is, Supposed to be scaled to, the, to this crime at some point in the future. So it it will take the awareness of everyone to stop it from happening. It really needs to to, to gain the uh, the awareness of everyone everywhere in order for it to be stopped. That's the only thing that could possibly stop it is to make everyone aware of it and and ha- and put. Sanctions in place to to make these classified technologies uh, against uh, you know, people you know being held accountable for 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 using and misusing these technologies against other human beings it's it's a crime against humanity it's it's a war crime it's of the most severe crimes possibly to be committed by any human being against another human being.
6: Yeah, it's pretty serious. Okay, let me get to the next guest. I'm coming to you, Massachusetts. You're next. Hi, Massachusetts. You're on the air. Do you have a question for Michael? Hello. Hi. Hello. Yes, this is uh, Paul from Mass. Well, yes. Welcome to the call, Paul.
2: Hi. How are you? Um, just a, just a question. It, it's just like when when we was talking about
8: he goes to the hospital and such, and you you know you you run into these doctors. It's like perp after perp. I mean, what do they do? Do they graduate? All oh, they graduate medical school and then just Sign up for PERP school. It's just, I believe him, but it's just weird how it's just, they're just recruited in mass like this. You know what I mean?
2: It's, 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 uh, I'll tell you how it happens. Uh, The people are forced or coerced or paid to be a part of it. And the way that this crime continues to flourish and and has not had more people come forward and expose it is because that if you do so, not only will you be targeted, but most likely your family and friends will be targeted. But this crime is so serious that doctors, from what I understand in my research, are approached with a kind of, join-or-die attitude. You either join the, the, the crime and be a part of it and do as we tell you to do, or you suffer the consequences. So, you know, with, with an extreme choice of joining or dying, literally, um, it's, it's, there's a code of silence, kind of like in the mafia. You know, you, you, you rat on someone, you, you expose someone, you really um, have opened yourself up to a huge amount of problems, which will most likely silence you. That's the way it works in the mafia world. That's the way it works with this crime. So, when you ask about if the doctors go to a certain school for that, they're regular doctors, but they're approached by this by people involved in this crime and other doctors and the medical world are all privy to this crime so
8: it's that that, that makes that makes a lot of sense one question i have did this say for doctors say 35 40 years ago did they have to be a part of this or for like say how many years like 10 15 years of doctors had to actually be a part of this
2: i don't really know the the statistics on that but i do know that most people are 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 in on it they're aware mm. of just to some level they don't their their level of participation is not made clear to them they don't know their level of participation for instance, when you go to a doctor that is obviously uh somehow sending you signals uh or somehow mm. um, uh harassing you uh or or you know showing that kind of behavior uh, that that you 've been sensitized to over time um, that i don 't know if there 's really a time on that. I just know that that in general, the medical world is all ensconced in this it's 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 um, it 's saturated the medical world so that if you go to a hospital, if you go to a doctor they if they don 't know about it someone will soon make them aware of it. And that's why sometimes if you go to a doctor one day, when you come back the next time, which happened to me many times, especially with with my um, all my, um, my possible implants that I have throughout my body that show up on, um, in MRIs that I included in the book and ultrasound images, when I approached doctors to have any of the devices or any of these foreign objects, I should say, removed, um, most of them were terrified of me and said, uh, you know, I, I don't know anything about that. You're, I, I can't help you with that. You, 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 you can go see this guy. Maybe he can help you. They would send me to someone else, but obviously they would call them up and, and let them know that I was on my way, that I'd be making an appointment there. So um, the word gets out pretty quick. Uh, but But most of the doctors that I approached to having any of my foreign objects removed from my body were absolutely terrified of me and didn't want to have anything to do with me. They were they were well aware of what was going on and they didn't want any part of it. Wow. Thank you. Yeah.
6: Thank you, Massachusetts. Okay, so Southeast Pennsylvania, I'm coming to you
1: southeast pennsylvania you have
6: a question
9: for michael yes um hi michael i did read your book and i want to i want to tell you that your color is amazing um i passed it to a lot of non-believers when i say non-believers i mean those people that don't believe that this is happening and um a picture tells a thousand words. They weren't able to say too much. So that cover is just so eye-catching. And I want to thank you for being on the phone and talking with us. And I want to ask you just a couple things. One, I'm married, and um, I believe my husband is targeted. He doesn't believe he is. He doesn't believe any of this. He tells, <laughs> he constantly tells me, And he's often cried that he wishes he had his wife back. And what have they done to him? Because what's happening here, like our door busted and certain things that we've had to repair over the years, our carpets cut, um, said that they could put in their wiring and all. Um, I know in the beginning when I realized I was targeted, um, he... Um with he would be in the bedroom, and it sounded like he was being tortured. It sounded like they were doing surgery on his brain and it just and i 've talked to women, you know my friends who are also married, who are also experiencing the same thing it 's like their husbands are uh um, i don 't know what the word is that they just can't they can 't see what 's happening. And to me, it's quite obvious, like when your house is torn apart and your ha- your home has become Guantanamo Bay, and yet your husband, you know, he just thinks you're delusional in this area. He makes sure he says, you function at high levels in every other area, finances and, you know, school and whatever, but in this area, you're off. And he'll get irate. He'll get really angry when I try to point him to the internet or give him, like, your book. (laughs) I would leave your book right on my my coffee table in the living room so that he could look at it because that picture is amazing, the cover. And so what, can you answer me what you think has happened to these men, not just my my man, but many of our either wives or husbands are spouses in this whole wickedness.
2: Well, from what i understand um, what you're experiencing i've i'm somewhat familiar with um especially with family members or spouses they are often seems to be they are often targeted and they are being so to speak worked on as you as you described uh, almost like a remote um, surgical um, surgery torture almost on their on them from using these classifying technologies but what what 's happening is that the from what I understand the attempted mind control is really what they 're doing is somehow able to tap into a person's emotions or urges and over time, subtly change them Subtle, subtly very subtly alter them to the point where over time they are changing the way a person feels and the way that they react to a certain situation. So, In particular, you trying to make them aware of the targeting. The person that you're trying to make aware of this may be being fed remotely uh, negative feelings uh, uh, about reacting the way that they're the uh, the way that they're going to react emotionally. Their 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 instinctual urges reacting to you. You um uh, suggesting something to them, so uh, if, if that makes sense to you that that um, uh, they they your your husband for instance, seems very negative uh, when you and, 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 and non-responsive to the idea of you explaining something what you believe may be happening to him. he doesn't want to have anything to do with. That's probably. It's quite possible that 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 is part of his targeting, is to refuse your um, explanation to what's happening to him, and to the and and to the to the point where it may aggravate him and frustrate him. Am I right in that in that assertion? Is that correct? Maybe.
9: That sounds so right, so in other words, he's programmed to react this way like we're pro- we're all programmed somehow some way, you know through the night, I guess the hypnosis and whatever else they're dragging us through right.
3: that's right, so,
9: okay, he is programmed to react this way because I talk to my girlfriends, and we're all i mean it, we we chuckle, but it's not really funny because it causes dissension and strife in the home, and oh. for the most part we're we're older in our marriage and our relationship and we're settled and we don't fight that much except for this area. And this can just, you know, this can just send sparks flying.
2: What you're describing is, is, um, is human experimentation. It's, 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 uh, it's the most criminal thing that someone that, that, that anyone can do. It's, it's, um, Part of uh, I don't know if you ever uh, if you're familiar with the um, the uh, CIA uh, mind control program MK Ultra, or if you've ever heard of the book The Manchurian Candidate, which is a, a novel that was written about the real life CIA mind control program. And in that mind control program, MKUltra it was a real program. Uh, involved real human subjects, um, non-consensual, non-therapeutic subjects without their permission, without their consent, without their knowledge, were being tested on in this this program, this CIA program, using microchips, using trigger words, using mind conditioning. That was MKUltra, and that was exposed in the 70s and supposedly ended but what's widely believed is that that program never ended and went further underground and that was fifty years ago uh when that w- when that program ended so you know imagine fifty years later with that with the way the technology was then imagine where it is fifty years later, where we are today so that uh, those are those. That's, that was a real program. That's that was proven to exist. It was real. People people were um, uh, human experiments. They were they were experimented on without their permission. The program was stopped. The people got the people that were in the program did get some, from what I understand, some kind of uh, um, reparations for that. Some kind of compensation. And supposedly, the program was, after being exposed, was ended. But I don't believe it ever was, and and that's where we are today. I believe.
1: Right.
9: I heard that President Clinton, um, wrote an apology letter to the to these people, and like you said, it didn't stop. It went underground. Now, the other thing I want to ask you is, I have these um, magnets, and I'm kind of afraid to use them because I'm not sure how to use them, and I heard you say to be careful um I am heavily targeted in my eyes and so I'll wake up and my eyes are really swollen and I can't focus most of the day Um, it wouldn't be a good idea to use them on my eyes right
2: I don't know I I, I, in the book uh, you know I do um, uh, I I do mention that that um, you know these are things that that I've used that I've used on myself uh, uh, and uh, people have to really read a little bit about it, especially if you've read the book and, and understand uh, how the magnets work, and also um, what you might be experiencing. I don't know what what you're experiencing exactly, and I don't know if you found any scars uh, on, on any of the areas that I mentioned in the book. I mentioned specific areas and what what to look for. The, the, the actual specific scars, where to look, and they 're hidden well, uh, especially around your eyes, for instance, myself, um, I have covert cosmetic surgery incision scars within my eyebrows go, going in the direction that the hair is growing, so it 's very difficult to see them they 're there, but when mm-hmm. you when you shave the eyebrow off, you can see them they 're right there um, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, I have used the magnets when I was being targeted um, around my, you know, around my, um, around my eyes, around different areas of my body. I've used them on. Uh, I've had nothing but positive results for me.
9: Um, well, you said there's uh, a right way and you have to be careful. What did you mean by you have that? To be
2: careful in terms of yes, you have to be careful in terms of. Where you use them you don 't want to use them around any other devices you can 't use them around any other metallic objects you know, like if you anything that 's metal will be attracted to them so if you 're in a bed, uh, you have to be careful that anything on your night table or anything around you within within three feet, um, these magnets can be uh, uh, effective uh, of up to uh, around three feet. So if if you're using them on your computer, you don't want to be near the computer if it's within three feet of that because you potentially over time could damage the device. And also, if you have the the, the magnets in your pocket, for instance, when you walk past something like a refrigerator or um, uh, the, the washer or the dryer... The the magnet if it gets close enough to that metallic surface it's going to stick to it so and and and, and quickly too it, it it happens in an instant and it it startles you so you have to once you start using them you want to make sure that you just don't have anything metallic around you or any any uh, electronic devices and then after a while you can become you know comfortable in using them and and have them. Uh, the heavier ones, the heavier full, the pull force ones that are like three or 400 pounds, those are the ones that I use something like that for sleeping. But if I'm traveling, I might have one that's a, a, a much weaker one just in my pocket that's better than nothing at all, that may be 20 pound pull force. And those, the lower the pull force pound, uh, the, the, the lower the magnetic. Um, Attraction to uh, to a metallic object or to um, disturbing or disrupting uh, some kind of electronic device, so you just have to you, you may have several of them, one for sleeping, and just make sure that the area that you sleep in is free of metallic objects, and your electronic devices, including your uh, radio or or your watch or anything like that, those things can all be affected. Um, Negatively can 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 wipe them out uh, over time with the um, with the magnets, or even instantly sometimes. Sometimes just having um, your computer, uh, your your uh, credit card, for instance, if you have your the the credit cards in your wallet and the, the magnet is in your pocket, it may just. Um, wipe out all of your credit cards, uh, all of the, uh, the, the magnetic strip on the back may render them useless. So you have to be really careful, uh, and kind of, as I described in the book, develop a kind of a, an awareness when you're using them, uh, and use maybe a stronger one at night, I would recommend. And then if you're traveling, you're going to want a, a smaller one, um, that's not as strong, and, and it's, it's not going to be a, any kind of a, a danger to you. Um,
9: now you put this on your body, or you just put it in the bed when you use it at night. You do you actually I place use, it I on use, your skin?
2: I would recommend putting it in a in a heavy sock, uh-huh. so that you have some because the, the magnets are are they're metallic, they're and and the the heavier the the heavier the. The pull force—it's going to be a kind of a, a you know, a pound or more uh, of this uh, of a solid weight of a metallic um, magnet. So I would recommend putting something like that that you're going to use at night in a sock, so that it, so that it's a little bit more comforting. Because also the magnets are cold; they're they're they're, they're metal, so it, mm-hmm. it would take a, 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 the whole night for the, for them to to warm up uh, to become. You know your own body temperature in the morning. They're they're going to be your body temperature, but it takes a while for them to um, to reach your your skin temperature, just because they're cold and they're metallic. And um, but putting them in in a, in a heavy sock, even when you're using them, or something something to uh, protect in case you do walk by something, uh, at least you have the sock to. Because they'll chip too the, the, these um, these magnets, these neodymium magnets are very brittle and fragile and they're strong, but if they snap they, they snap into something, they may crack or split or splinter, and now, now you've got a broken magnet, and possibly whatever they've they've um, attached themselves to sometimes if the if the magnet's strong enough if they are coming in contact with something like a refrigerator um you can't get them off and it will eventually um ruin the device the 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 refrigerator will as a result of the magnet i've heard of that happening to people you just Mm. you have to be very careful especially with the high um pull force they're very very strong and um those are the ones that really work the best, but those are the ones you have to be the most careful of when you're using them and always have them sh- have them uh, covered with in in one or two heavy socks so that if they do come in contact with something at least you're able to pull it away from it and have and also to protect yourself um, and, and and for for comfort too because it's a lot nicer to have the sock against your skin or the area that you're concentrating to use the magnets on uh, instead of just having the cold magnet against your skin. Which
9: is- and you can use it along with the earthing device. I think I know who yes. you got that earthing device. device. <laughs>
2: those together, the, 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 using those together uh, because the earthing device is um, not, uh, not made of a metallic, uh, not made of, uh, of a um, of a metal that is going to be attracted to um, the magnets. You can use them together, right next to each other, right together. Those,
3: right. Um,
2: that that's a great thing. To, that that's like a double whammy using the uh, um, earthing device with the the um, neodymium magnet. That's that's the, that's the most you can possibly do to protect yourself, and it's a very Um, effective countermeasure that I found that I rely on every single night.
9: Wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you. Sure. really appreciate it. Thank you.
2: You're welcome.
1: Well, thank you, Pennsylvania. I'm going to go ahead and mute you and go to the next caller. In Northeast California, I'm coming to you.
6: Hi, Northeast California. You're on the air. Do you have a
1: question for Michael?
4: Yes, I would like to know where you get these magnets and the earthenware, square or whatever it was called. <laughs> yes. Uh in in
2: the in the book I, I describe there's several different uh there's many different sources to get them, but you're just gonna want to do a Google search and um uh you put neodymium magnets or Rare Earth Magnets. And um, I can tell you one site for sure that, 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 uh, that I recommend. It's, it's the only one that I recommend in the book because they have such a wide variety of magnets, any kind of magnet you could possibly want, and they're very, very inexpensive. And the website is called Magnets for Less. Magnets, the number four, less. Uh, that okay. I, I don't have. I, I don't have any affiliation with them. I just I just buy products from them, and uh, most of the people that I know, um, other targets have um, used that that uh, that company to to get their their magnets.
4: Okay, okay, thank you. Sure. Right now I'm being targeted in my chest, and I think that it's from microwaves but it's burning in my chest at my breastbone.
1: Right. Have you taken a... What about taking one of the cooking pans? I hear sometimes on calls people suggest taking a cooking pan and covering your chest with it.
2: Uh, Oh, okay. I've heard that. I've never done that, but I've heard that. That's a possibility. You may want to... You can experiment, you know. You can find Uh, uh, a a heavy ironclad... Pan. you you might want to try that and experiment and see if that reduces the the um the uh the impact of, of any any kind of potential electronic assault that you're receiving. you may want to try to experiment with things like um like as Ella said a uh a metallic some kind of a, a metallic pan an iron pan um, you can just experiment with different things and you will find. Um, certain materials and certain things like certain pants or perhaps even uh, leather, certain kinds of leather, thick leather. uh, I've heard um, I haven't used it, but other people have had success with that. And um, foam rubber, I've heard. I I haven't used that, but those are things that, that you might want to experiment that you may have around your house that in the meantime, if, between now and the time you decide to get any magnets, if you do, or an earthing device, there may be some things that you can use that are around your house already that that are may be used for a countermeasure. That's better than nothing, you know, because nothing you're yes. getting the full, you're, you're getting you're getting everything when you when you don't make you have to try to if you are being uh, targeted, you need to try to do whatever you can. Any kind of countermeasure is better than nothing. Uh, yeah. Anything is better than nothing. You don't want to. You don't want to. You can't just endure it and say that. Uh, oh well. You need to. And it, oh, and don't forget also too that whatever you're being targeted with is doing damage to you. And over time, it's 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 it, it it it's over time that that you're really seeing the damage. One day is not going to show anything, but weeks, months, years pass, and this slow but um, perceivable pain that you're receiving uh, is actually doing extensive damage over time. So you really need to try to find some kind of a countermeasure that offers you relief. And there is the proof, is when you feel the relief, when you're not feeling the pain or reducing the pain, you know you're doing something to improve your situation. Oh, okay, what
4: do you think? What do you think about the Q Defender? It's two hundred and ninety-seven dollars. I saw it on the internet. It's called the Q Wave Defender or something, and it's supposed I'm to familiar. do something. I'm familiar
2: with that product. Um, I do know some people that have used it, and it was effective for them. I'm just saying, from what I understand, I don't. I've never used that product, but for some people, they have actually seen some improvement from what I understand. And other people I've spoken to have used the product and experienced good results for a short period of time, and then the, the product was no longer effective for them. So I, I can't speak for everyone, and I've never used it, so I, I can't say one way or the other. But I have heard some positive things from some people, and from what I understand, again, that would be better than nothing at all. That is
8: Okay.
2: A, anything you're doing to help yourself is better than nothing, but you want to make sure that you, that, you, that you choose something that's going to be helpful. You may have to spend some money, uh, along the way, to, in, in your pursuit of finding something that's effective at, uh, as a countermeasure to protect you, um, but I can assure you, <laughs> the magnets in the earthing device are inexpensive and they work. So you may want to consider those. Those are a lot less expensive than the uh, than the uh, de- than the uh, product that you mentioned, um, and those work for sure. So. Uh, I would consider that, but then again, you know, you may you may find that that product works for you. I can't really say.
0: Can I add a few okay. things here? Uh, I would like to just say that, that there's some people that have used the the Q Defender Q Wave. Mm-hmm. The reason the reason it works for a while is because their supercomputers are frequency hopping, and they are using uh, scalar technology in the Q-Wave mm-hmm. Defender, so it's doing some good for a while, but because they can see the frequency jamming or phase-canceling that they're doing, they'll change their frequency a little bit, which is why right. we're finding even $600 jammers with every range you'd want to get rid of, Wi-Fi and Bluetooth and ZigBee and smartphones and towers and all is only working for a while. Because right. they've they get around it. That's
4: right. Oh, well, an, that's an,
0: great. Here, here's a detail that I'd like to share because a thought just came to me. Um, when we were doing the R&D calls with FFCHS, uh, somebody was buying sheets of Teflon. and What I just pictured about over your breastbone, um, and using frying pans and all that is one person did a whole room with aluminum sheeting, and she still got brutally attacked. They used laser and burned pinholes and some of the metal. But she talked with an electrical engineer who said you need to use steel because of the magnetic properties. So what I just pictured you testing out as an experiment and then reporting back to us if you got relief is to use a Teflon frying pan towards your body, and then another, okay. a metal frying pan over the top of that, that when you hold the magnet up to it, the magnet sticks to it, which means it'll be steel and not pot metal or aluminum. Okay. And and as far as the magnets go, uh, in some of the health circles, they're just saying to point the north side of the magnet towards That's- your body.
2: That's right. That's the strong side of the magnet. You, you want to get a uh, – when you, when you order your magnets, especially from the place that I mentioned, when you order the magnet, when, it, when, it, when you're ordering it, the process of your ordering it, you can have the company mark the north side because otherwise you have to get a compass and uh, approach the compass to figure out which is the north side, then you must mark it. But if you buy the the magnet, especially if it's uh, a strong magnet, um, you know, somewhere in the range between fifty and a hundred dollars or more, somewhere in that range, you can actually ask the company to mark it for you, and they'll permanently mark the they'll put an N on the north side for you, and that's and that's a good way to 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 buy it already marked. That's that's another um, thing to to consider when you're ordering it.
6: Okay. Thank
1: you.
0: Well, hi, Michael. Um, This is Neil Chevrier from Citizens Against Harmful Technology. Um, I'd like to thank you very much. Uh, Your book was the first book that I read about five years ago and ended up finding freedom from covert harassment and surveillance and, and worked with Derek and Uh, pretty much just created a research and development of smart TIs that were engineers and technicians to see how much we could understand of the delivery systems. Um, That's terrific. We we walked away with uh, a good variety of information. Obviously we were limited by things that are classified that we couldn't get our hands on to paint the whole picture. But as I've been listening I took a few notes so um, if there's anything that interests you have your pen and paper and it's to share with everybody and i'll just do this as quick as i can so that other people get their time um, john mecca came up with a thing called the jammer 11 and somebody was on a call about 4 years ago and said that he took a little dc brush motor and he ran it off a couple of aa batteries so it was only Yes a few- i
2: I bought one of those they they actually do work Mm-hmm. I bought one of those, two well, of them, what, actually,
0: what, from I John up, what I ended up doing was um, just elaborating a little bit, finding that uh, using a $5,000 spectrum analyzer, one of our R&D people found that there were some extremely low frequencies coming through the third-prong ground wire of our house, which was later uh, shown in a report that showed that they were using a fiber optic interface and superimposing ELFs through the neutral wire, which is hooked to the ground in our power boxes on our houses. They're, they're only isolated on mobile homes. I'm an electrician, so that's where my knowledge stops. But I learned a lot in the R&D calls, and so I, I took a, about a 12-volt little DC brush motor, and some 18-gauge Walmart speaker wire, and uh, what's called a pulse-width modulator. is a little $7 dimmer switch made for motors, and I wanted to be able to run it at about 8 hertz, where they saw people that did miracles in uh, India, the guru guys, that their brains were resonating about that um, range. So We did some experiments with building frequency generators that we could actually put in frequencies from a a special list that I got a hold of for different good effects and tried them, and the 8 hertz worked out to be good. So all I did is uh, hook up the speaker wires, so two wires, one to the plus and one to the minus, and then ran it into my enclosure, which is just a 2x2 Wood frame set over the top of a waterbed pedestal with a waterbed filled with salt water and then a featherbed topper over the top so there's no metal. The whole thing was put together with wooden dowels. After using what I called the Dream Shield for four years uh, and realizing I didn't want dirty electricity coming through for any long period of time, uh, yes, you're right. It is good to bleed off the electricity out of your body from what they're doing. Uh, you know, and if you use the house ground, that's fine, but don't sleep with something on you overnight. So what I found is that when I didn't use the Dream Shield, I woke up angry. And so what I ended up doing is just buying one of those little Harbor Freight $30, uh, battery things that you plug into the wall and it charges up the battery in it and it's got jumper cables on it. And so I just ran, I would charge it up during the day and then just run that little motor with the pulse width modulator dimmer switch for seven bucks on Amazon to turn the speed down to about eight Hertz. And then I, at first made a headband and put the speaker wire around my head And then I realized that just having it under my pillow, uh, just the two wires sitting there, because one's plus and one's minus, you wouldn't have them touching each other, or they'd make sparks and mess up the whole thing. Uh, So I'll just mention that um, using a pulsed DC electricity, um, a little bit of experiments with TENS units. I won't go into details, but we're we're working on some solid-state ones where we wouldn't have to have a motor running. Um, and, you know, it's far enough away from you that you're not hearing the motor while you're sleeping. And another thing I'd like to mention is uh, if you go to freshandalive.com, I'll spell out all his words, and look up at the top, uh, there's a, a little pyramid that uses orgone, sacred geometry, and a scalar generator. And it turned out that the engineer that built that uh, was brutally attacked. Knew quite well about TIs and everything we've gone through, and said two of his engineer friends are dead. Uh, so he built this, and and you know it does more than he's saying it does. That's all I'll I'll tell anybody here.
2: Um, well, that's and, terrific information. Thank you for sharing that.
0: It, it's about four hundred bucks, but um, in testing them out and seeing what they do when you read. the the directions and the details that you get with the unit, then you come to understand uh, Scalar is a great thing that's really on our side. Um, People can go over to any tech people on these calls or tech people you know. You can go over to RexResearch.com and you can put put in, uh, just click on the Scalar section and there's a schematic for a Scalar detector. So anybody interested in in doing that, it'd be great to see more people doing some of these experiments and seeing uh, the possibilities of the bad use of SCALAR being used to deliver certain things to us. Um, I wanted to mention, if you look up SDR, which stands for Software Defined Radio, um, that it's a spectrum analyzer. And for about five hundred dollars, you can get up to six gigahertz. It doesn't cover military bands, so anything that's being done through the military frequency ranges, uh, we're not getting to see. Uh, you start getting up into you know five thousand dollar Aronia units to to do all that, but it is a help. You can go on Amazon. You can get the basic SDR that plugs into a USB port on your computer for twenty bucks. Uh, It doesn't have much of a range, but then you buy a $55 up converter, and that brings it up to 1,745 megahertz. Then you buy another box for $300 called Hack One. um, That brings you up to 6 gigahertz, or you can buy an RF Explorer on Amazon or eBay for about $350, and it comes with software that you load onto your computer but it's not as good as the SDR uh, Spectrum Analyzer software, which is at hdsdr.de. And uh, just to generally mention that, <laughs> well, your book is a godsend, and I did pay attention to details, and thank you for your, your MRI pictures and the locations uh, of implant or signals coming from spots on your body and what were justified as anomalies. uh, They're very strategically placed, aren't they? Um, Yes, they're,
2: they're corresponding and symmetrical throughout my entire body.
0: Yeah, yep, that's what I found too. And so here's a cheap way for everybody that is being verified. Because we're under remote neural monitoring and there is actually anticipatory technology being used, that your next thought's going to be to go down to Seven Eleven and get a Slurpee so some perp or somebody being taken over or a paid or threatened agent will be down there and trip you and you'll drop your Slurpee on the floor and feel stupid or, you know, whatever forms of harassment. When you're using detection equipment, if you think a thought that you're going to look for implants on your body, you go to Amazon or eBay, you pay 12 bucks for a CC308, Looks like a little transistor radio. It's cheap as hell. They'll trash the batteries in them. You toss them away and and go buy another one because they work. So by singing a song, putting on music, thinking of other things, and keeping that thought, I'm going to go grab the CC308 and I'm going to aim the antenna at it, which is just like a cheap transistor radio antenna. You cover up that little mini thought that you had with other thoughts or singing or music on and you're dancing around and you go over and you grab that CC-308 and you start aiming it at the typical spots that Mike is showing in in his books, that Michael's showing. Um, And my observation was that everywhere that there was a scar, which was quite a lot of the same spots you showed, that this thing started beeping faster, which is how it tells you that it has...
2: It seems uh, it seems that there's a there's a common there's a common setup to many targeted individuals. When you were saying some of the spots were, were uh, similar or, or were identical to where, where you experienced them, it seems that there's a general pattern or setup that people like myself um, are having. Um,
0: well, there there is, and I'll just just I'm trying to remember everything to put it out to you and everybody else. My partner Skizit is the one who built Citizens Against Harmful Technology, which is CitizensAHT.org. When you go there, um, because nobody else took on the subject on my spreadsheet of implants, she did. Her YouTube channel is Skizit gesture, which is just S-K-I-Z-I-T and then gesture with a G. Uh, You'll find over 150 videos over there um, on a variety of, you know, live gang stalking videos. She's very intimidating with a camera and all that. But at any rate, uh, she's a great researcher and she did a lot of research on implants for us. And she showed how the interconnecting networks of why these are strategically placed. Some of us are actually having uh, thoughts and feelings about using bone detection type implants that perhaps saying that everybody needed to get their wisdom teeth out, that many of us were implanted by dentists without having a clue that they were actually setting an implant down there against our jaw bones. Uh, So I'm just saying, parallels that I've seen more than just me talk about. Right. Um, uh, so anyway, if you go to citizensaht.org, you'll find information there on implants and a variety of things. You'll find a 44-page a booklet as a PDF that's called What is a Targeted Individual? Uh, it's like your little TI Bible thing to have with you. Um, And again, I thank you dearly because uh, I knew that by carrying The Invisible Crime with me, which was the first book that I got, that I had validation to family and friends. And if a cop wanted to ask me if I was ready for a rubber room, I would say, you know, read two pages of this and then tell me I'm ready for a rubber room. I'm not. Uh, the whole psychiatric business has been set up to do this, and they're profiting from misdiagnosis. But, but some of the psychiatrists are getting a clue uh, that there's something going on because there's too many people talking about it. So uh, you're certainly welcome to get a copy of that booklet. You can email me at electricrose, like the flower, 22, at com and we'll send you a hard copy of the booklet. Uh, any, anybody who wants to have a copy is something tangible with them because friends or family don't believe them. And as Michael pointed out, you know, don't overwhelm people because they're hoping you're crazy because it's too scary what's happening. And, and these networks, the, the medical body area network implants, are actually used by medical industry through smartphones. So the sending and receive of data and signals that cause pain and things like this, um, as you mentioned, some being sonic or acoustic, infrasound, ultrasound, people who have their hearts start racing. Uh, it was happening to a guy when we were on a call, and I said, go put on music with bass And turn it up and go put your chest in front of the speaker because you'll be able to override uh, what they're doing enough to break that signal and your heart will calm down. So I'm just mentioning that uh, just to let people know. I'd like to see people experiment with going to magnets for less, getting a variety of magnets, and making up mobiles out of, you know, like metal coat hangers or whatever you have to make a mobile, get some magnets so that they're hanging off fishing line or dental floss or something strong enough, and then put a fan on them and get those magnetic fields so that they're erratically and unpredictably spinning. And uh, this is an encouragement to anybody who's inquisitive enough to check out the experiment because... Uh 3D infrared technology, according to one report, is saying that uh, they can analyze the materials that you're using, like uh, the link strap that we get from Canada uh, it comes on a three-foot roll. It's a carbon-impregnated polyethylene, similar to what they call doped rubber, which has carbon in it. And it is a blessing to some extent uh, for microwave. But when we get into sonic weapons, it's worthless. Uh, so anyway, I've, I've ended up distributing uh, over 3,000 linear feet of that in the last couple of years. And it's been a blessing as far as blocking microwave. Um, as far as uh, health goes, I'll just mention Syme and the letter N as in now, made by Garden of Life is a proteolytic enzyme. I have microscopes, as people on the call know, and what I see our blood doing is our red blood cells are all clumping up together. Um, and 20 minutes after you take Wobenzyme N, then you'll see in another blood sample that your red blood cells aren't all clogging up. So your assimilation and removal of waste products is going to work better. As Michael pointed out, We're being slowly degraded like frogs being put in warm water that's turned up till it's hot, and then it's too hot, and eventually we die. So it is, you know, worth it to do everything you can do to protect yourself. Another thing that's been a real help is glutathione, which is G-L-U-T-A-T-H-I-O-N-E, which is a, a human growth hormone precursor. Uh, if you go to wellwisdom.com, you'll find a, a ton of supportive information as to why this is helpful for anybody over 40, and especially TIs that are under duress. And the last thing that I have to share is um, that I was inspired by listening to everybody's awful stories and being a songwriter, wrote a song called the Waves of Darkness, which is on YouTube. If you put it in the search, it's the first thing that comes up. Uh, You're certainly welcome to put a copy of Waves of Darkness on your website. Copy and distribute uh, between everybody who has done this in a couple of years. About 20,000 people have listened to the song, which is showing me that TIs and friends and family are, are listening to this song that I really wrote just to portray the life of a T.I., and and I felt like it was divinely guided because the words spilled out so fast that when I was done, I just went, wow, where did this come from? And I I knew it needed to happen. So anyway, that's what I have to share. Um, Again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, Your story made me really sad, but your bravery made me feel so good and and your book was the first book that I carried with me everywhere I went. And if I were if I was challenged, I pulled out the book and said, "You know, is this tangible enough for you?" Thanks so, so
2: much. That that's the, that 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 uh, that validation is the reason why I wrote it. So that even just to help one person uh, makes me feel so good. You're so nice to tell me that, and that was the whole intent of of writing it. So I'm so glad that that. Uh, that it that it's helped you. It makes me feel really good. Thank you for sharing that with me. Really it makes me feel great.
0: Well, good. You you certainly deserve a nice warm hug, and you certainly get it from all of us in the TI community. And you. you know, it, it it is up to us. We may be the the brighter people on the planet that are more well-rounded and and have some love and care in our hearts. And and this battle against uh, good and evil is has got to just play itself out. So, well, like the first the first words that came to me in the song Waves of Darkness was a word that I wouldn't use, and, and that's pioneers, and it says we are the pioneers here. And when, when I was done writing the words and I picked up a 12-string guitar and I listened to Sounds of Silence by uh, Simon and Garfunkel as an inspiration because that song is really about secret societies, and the music came to me, and I just took it all in. The, the words that I'd written and the first words were, are, we are the pioneers here. So that is what we are. We're the ones that have to get out there and push the envelope and let people know this is happening. These networks are very adaptive and integrated, and the whole human race is under a very serious threat As Michael said, to depopulate and to turn it into a slave planet. And it is our job to honor and uplift and protect and support love. Thanks for the time. Thank you.
1: you. And you know what, um, who you just heard, he actually has um, a podcast on Sunday. So maybe um, tomorrow I can give you his information and maybe you can make a guest appearance on his show if you like.
2: That would be, I would like to do that. Yeah.
1: wonderful man.
2: It, it's yeah, up to you. Well, thank you so much for for everything you shared. That was really nice and uh um one of the one of the um the most informed people that have uh that I've had the privilege of speaking to.
0: Well, I gather information and it's something I'm good at. I'm really inquisitive and those of us who still have one part of our brain working uh, feel a sense of responsibility because I do love life and I do love people. And, and I'm very, very sad about what's happened on, on our whole planet. And we are in a fight and it is about what's right and what's not. So keep on going everybody, because uh, we're going to end up being the lighthouses and people are going to come flocking to us and and say, what was that you were talking about? You know, I got a high pitch ring in my ear, and I feel like somebody's burning me, and I got scars, and and bad thoughts, and all this stuff happening. The the army, by the way, is admitting to using teletransport technology, and Andrew Basiago um, stood up and said that he was in a space program that was doing time travel and teletransport. Uh, four Army researchers came forward as whistleblowers and said they have some kind of parallel universe, multidimensional thing. Uh, To explain it in an analogy is what the anticipatory technology is, is that from where they're operating from, uh, 30 seconds of our time would be five minutes of their time. So they know before your bladder feels full and you're going to go pee, um, they know it before you do. If you're going to go to 7-Eleven or you're going to go out and check the mail and a Cessna or a Black Huey or whatever is going to fly over or somebody's going to come by on a bicycle with a, a portable magnetron in their back pocket or, I mean, in their backpack, Uh, which you see often if you watch like we do, but, you know, we're kind of on the front line, so we get it packed a lot, that the the anticipatory technology that they're using is some of the synchronicities uh, that this information would really justify. How the hell could there be somebody at Starbucks aiming their smartphone horizontally at me when I just got here, like they were already waiting? So it it's a little more than just having remote neural monitoring and knowing that you had the thought that you're going to go down and get a cappuccino or something. Uh they're actually working somehow in in a different time frame. And in that's going to be, similar
2: to minority report, right?
0: Uh, I'm not familiar with that. I've oh, heard well, the
2: term. That was that was another uh a movie where I didn't want to get off tra- track and and and, and di- di- divert from what you're saying, but it's basically um, uh, forecasting crimes that will happen in the future. So,
0: Oh, that's the, right, yeah.
2: This move yeah. so Similar, similar uh, anticipatory, uh, seeing something down the road that hasn't even taken place yet, already um, waiting for it because yeah. they know it's going to happen.
0: It, it's true. I mean, you know, I'm sure you've realized by now, and probably a lot of us, that Hollywood is almost rubbing it under our noses and of course, uh, you know some of the producers are looking for good topics that are going to make a good storyline for a successful movie. But those of us that are paying attention are going well. You know, I'm, I've watched The Matrix all three of them so many times just to catch the little hints in right. there and get something new out of it every time. So they want to say minutes. we're they want to say we're stupid, and we've got to stand up and show them we're not. <laughs>
1: And something to think about, um, Neil, um, and, you know, Michael, you'll understand this. People that get money, they make money, you know what they want to do? They want to go make films. They want to be producers. You know, and I know that from being there, living there, and, you know, people, that's what they want to do. So, you know, you know, these people make a lot of money doing this. It's not, you know, and it's an exciting life, you know, so they go and they, you know, get films made. You know, these some of the very people that are involved in this in. in, in different aspects of targeting, I believe personally, you know, they go and they go make films, you know, and I think there's other various things as well, you know, um, you know, people can, you know, I mean, there's a lot of different theories of how so much of the story gets into, um, films. but that, that one seems like an obvious one to me. What do you think, Michael?
2: Uh, it does, it see uh, I'm, I'm surprised, um, that they haven't done a movie on this topic yet, um it's something that i it's one of the things i wrote about in uh that that will be appearing in in the sequel to the invisible crime i uh tackle that subject matter and um it's it would there hasn't been a movie uh, a a major motion picture or or major motion film made that's covering uh targeting or any of any aspect, really, of it, um, and it really—it's such a big void. It's such an obvious um, movie that should be made, and um, I say, I say, in the in the sequel, which will be coming out, where is Steven Spielberg when you when you need him most? Yeah, really. Mm-hmm.
1: Well maybe you know what? Maybe your greatest screenplay has yet to be written.
2: I I hope. It's um yep. uh, there's definitely there's definitely more than enough material for it.
1: Yep. I think yeah, so okay. too. Okay, well I think I'm gonna go to the next next person in line here that has a question. I'm coming down to you. Pennsylvania, West Pennsylvania. Hi, West Pennsylvania. You're on the air with Michael. Do you have a question? Hi. I'm Pop. But um Hi, how
4: are you doing?
1: Good. There's a I'm lot really of background.
4: Excited to say hi. hi to Michael. They we were just talking about the um movie Star Wars. I'm out of the Pop Science Hall in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Listening to you on your conference call. But yeah, it's time for a movie. Um I um really wanted to ask him, I loved your book. Michael, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Oh, I loved your book. Your book was the very first book that I read when I uh, discovered that I was a targeted individual. It took me three and a half years to discover that I was a targeted individual. But I knew after a while that this pain was coming from somewhere and I was being followed around by millions of people, and I didn't know what the heck was happening. I thought somebody was going to come up to me and say, April Fool, any day. But when I got locked up in Western Psych for two weeks, I realized that that was not going to happen. And I just think that, um, I don't know, I mean, you are such an inspiration because of your book. And I thought, I just cannot wait to write a book. But my energy level is, I mean, I'll go, and I will teach an aerobics class for an hour and a half, and I come home, and I am wiped out. And I lay down at like 5 o'clock at night, and I mean, sometimes I can't get up until on a weekend because I work during the week, but 1, 2, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and I just don't know how you do it. I mean, how do you keep your energy level up like that to be able to write a book if you're being targeted?
2: It's it's not easy. Uh, uh, in fact, that's the first thing that I write about in the sequel, in, 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 in the soon-to-be-coming sequel, is that how 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 difficult it was to write the the first book. The second the second one uh, has has been twice as hard, if not more more difficult and uh, more time and uh, comp- and very draining. Uh, but but. The only thing that really motivates me is that that this information needs to get out to people and people are depending on, on, to some part, my research and my findings and how it can help them and also how I'm able to make people that aren't aware of the crime aware of it in such a way that they are able to understand it because the, as I said earlier, the classified technologies are so advanced that it's difficult for people to comprehend the level of sophistication. It's that difficult. So that makes the the challenge of trying to explain it to people even more difficult. So that's, um, uh, that's, what motivates me and, and gives me um, inspiration is, is hopefully finding new ways of explaining to people what's happening and things what what, what the, the entire goal and purpose of this really unacknowledged special access program that this that targeted individuals are are a um non consensual, non therapeutic parts of their Subjects that are being experimented on remotely and um, it 's against a, every kind of um, thought a, a, of humanity it's 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 uh it's possibly the worst crime that mankind has ever committed against itself and um, uh, it's so important for everyone to to be aware that, that, that the technology has advanced to the point where it's taking over and um, uh, it, 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 the technology is there it's it's and it's happening it's not uh, what used to be science fiction is now science fact, especially with the as I said earlier the demonstration of the president. Um, shaking the, the man, the, the paralyzed man's hand with a robotic arm that was being um, controlled by, his, by simply by the power of his thoughts. To, to sh- and that technology is there now, and much that, and that's just what they're showing us. So, if those are the kind of techn- if that's the kind of technology that's that's being revealed and demonstrated to the world. You can only imagine what's being held back and what's not being shown. And it's much, much worse than, um, as I said before, too, that when I was lucky enough to meet an ex CIA agent, this person told me that my book only scratches the surface of what's really going on.
1: And that's powerful, it's uh,
6: enlightening, too. It
2: is true.
1: Yeah, it makes you you real a little bit. Um, But you know, more will be revealed, I'm sure, as time goes on. And maybe that can be part of your book, too, the second book. Yes. Well, um, let me go to the next person here. I'm going to go to Arizona, and I know they have their hand up and have a question for you. Hi, Southeast Arizona. Do you have a question?
10: Um, Yeah, Ella, thanks. Um, Can you hear me okay?
1: We can hear you, yeah.
10: Okay. Um, I I don't know you, Michael, but I really appreciate um, your input. And um, I I was thinking as a solution to this inability that most of us come across and being able to, I, I basically get attacked when I try to tell people about this crime. And I mostly only talk about gang stalking, and they can't and won't take it in, and I, I got uh, some rep- retribution from non-gang stalkers. So I was thinking, like, if we could, you know, since, okay, and I had a, a chance to just uh, speak briefly with Glenn Greenwald, and so he's, you know, and let me just say that I worship him. I mean, I think the world of him. However, you know, and he's always talking like, you know, he's very critical of other journalists, and I agree with him, because there is no in-depth reporting on anything going on. I mean, there really isn't. It's ratings and fluff and dresses and pretty faces. So at the same time, when I asked about gang stalking, he admitted to the audience that he uh, knew knew about it and so as a solution if we could go to a benign um entity like if it can be leaked to WikiLeaks, so that nobody would be targeted for at least individually for disclosing this or um what was my other idea uh oh and if if we wrote in somewhat anonymously or anonymously or under a pseudoname to the New York Times in the editorial section, we could, maybe they would. I, I now think the New York Times is fairly corrupt um, after one of the sick articles that was, I think, put in deliberately in regards to uh, targets uh, who report these crimes. But if enough people wrote in, let's say, or maybe, I don't know if the Washington Post has an editorial section, but if we wrote into these big newspapers, either anonymously or under a pseudonym, so that, you know, it it won't increase your targeting or something that, you know, because Glenn didn't want to talk about it. I mean, he did, but he didn't want to talk about it. And all his interviews, uh, you know, I don't see him talking about it with Amy Goodman, and uh, I don't see him talking about it with anybody because he's somewhat legitimately – afraid he knows the consequences or what could be the consequences for talking about it so what do you think I mean can it be sort of leaked somehow anonymously so that the person handing out the information won't get increased targeting or any type of retribution what do you think about that
2: that's 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 uh, an absolute thing to consider because it, the 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 more you expose, it, it seems to be there's a. On the one hand, it needs to be done, but on the other hand, there's a terrible price to pay,
3: for right.
2: for for exposing that kind of uh, of classified um, uh, material that that's that's obvious that's happening. This is this this this. Uh, um, human experimentation it's really from what I understand it's a massive field test and Mm -hmm. it's a it's it's an illegal illegal clinical trial that, that is being done without people's permission without their consent without their knowledge so exposing such a program would have terrible ramifications for the person who's exposing it. In in this case, I'm trying to in my book, uh, and uh, and I pay a terrible price with uh, with my the escalation of my uh, of of my targeting. Uh, and um, oh, you did get I,
10: it, huh? You did. Okay. I,
2: I know that. I know that. I know that 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 comes with the territory when you when you're trying to to expose something that is so evil and so frightening and so true Mm -hmm. that needs needs to gain uh, what really what needs to happen with this crime as you were saying it really needs to gain mainstream attention mainstream focus uh, and in the news it needs it it needs acknowledgement it needs to be verified and and documented that this is happening, and people need to know about it. And um, it, it's important for people to 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 try at, at whatever the cost, because it's really it's it's for, it, it, it's it's going to affect every single person on the planet eventually. That's where this. Right. That's right. That's what. That's what it's being scaled for. That's what this crime is being scaled for. So. It's really for everyone that uh, that that people are are speaking out on behalf of everyone else
10: mm-hmm. I mean Snowden is about the only one who talks the most about it, maybe because he's the bravest or he feels somewhat protected at least was protected in Russia, but beyond that, I mean, what do you think writing to anonymously to the New York Times or can it be leaked through? I don't know really what WikiLeaks is. I assume that's just an information place uh, to release information or news, um, but well, something like that.
2: Yeah, um, what's that, what, this crime is—it's it, uh, got a mainstream media blackout on it, and the people yes. who are in control of the media are—they're aware of this crime, and to some degree, from what I understand. Are they? They're criminals. aware of it, and they're attached. They're they're, they're, part of, they're part of it, and so yeah, they 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 um are not going to. They're going to do their Allow best to, to bury it, uh, and 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 to not um give it any press and, and give it any acknowledgement or any um uh, notoriety in any way. They're trying to their best to to hide it basically
10: Mhm Yeah, I, I it has to be that way because otherwise it would have gone mainstream because of the amount of um, ratings it would generate, but they don't want it. And you know, you know Kathy O'Brien, you know of her right, Kathy O'Brien? Yes. Yeah, I mean, so she thinks that it's the the media, mainstream media is controlled by criminals and that's why a lot of these crimes are not being exposed because they're so powerful and they have so much control that they're, like you say, refusing to let this get out. So, I mean, can we get anonymous, that a group anonymous to um, get this information out more? I I don't know too much about them, but something where, you know, some benign uh, outlet, so that the person won't get hit worse uh, I don't know I always I just thinking that what do you think of like trying to get anonymous to talk about it to talk I've about always
2: these? Ho- I've always hoped that they would take I know that anonymous from what I understand and my uh, my knowledge of that group has a lot more information than it than it is sharing, and I, I know that it's strategically sharing the information that it has uh, a little at a time, and oh. uh, it, it's, it's being utilized um, the best that they can because knowledge is power, and to have that much um, behind-the-scenes knowledge makes Whoever has access to it, very powerful. So you have to be very careful the way that you try to expose something like that, and you usually only have one opportunity to do it. You don't want to make it fail because it makes the next time that much harder to to um, to make it to, to to make people see what's really going on. So I I believe if if they have any power in it I'm sure that they will use it at the appropriate time
10: okay so they're good guys then okay well that's that's hopeful I mean they seem to be growing in power Uh, they've gotten hit a couple times I guess because some of their members broke the law and they got in jail uh, were thrown in jail but um, that's a hopeful that's a hopeful um, thought also, too, are-
2: along along those lines, uh, I'm 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 always hoping that, that they'll have a WikiLeaks type of um, leak uh, exposing this program. I'm always hoping for that too. In addition yeah. to all the other, you know, I'm just I'm hoping that some aspect of this program is exposed um, in in something like the WikiLeaks leaks, which get which gains mainstream attention very quickly. Uh, so that's if it, if it's captured in that kind of um, dynamic, I think that that it would definitely get people thinking and and raise awareness very quickly. So I'm I'm uh-huh. I'm, hoping, I'm I, 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 myself and I think other targeted individuals are hoping for something like that to happen.
10: Or, or you know, if the right circumstances came about for Snowden. Um, you know, somewhat in, uh, let's say, you know, he gets extradited back to the United States and that generates a lot of news. Uh, let's just say that happened, even though that would be terrible for him. Um, you know, he could really, if things look just hopeless for him, he could really sing about this and uh, at least generate uh, publicity. You know, I'm, I'm fearful for him. But, I mean, they'd have to be, he'd have to hit a lot of right circumstances and, you know, that what he says would um, meet uh, or go out to a lot more people than just an individual interview with Brian Williams that nobody knows about. And he talks about it, but you know what I'm talking about, that his maybe extradition back here would generate such news that he could um, talk about gang stalking or directed energy or that he would. I don't know, just hopeful. Okay, well, thanks. Thanks for your information, sure. too.
1: Okay, thank you for your questions. Okay, we have a couple more questions here. I'm going to go to California next. I'm sorry, if I'm not getting to you, it's because I can't see you on the board. I can only unmute the people that I can see. So, California, you're next. Hi. Hi,
4: I have um I've got a question. How can you tell uh, which way uh, the magnets are? How can you decipher between north and south?
2: I'm I'm sorry. Could you say that one more time? I'm sorry about
4: that. Yeah, when you were saying that you should put the magnets on on your body, how? And you said that we should put north facing.
2: Yes. Yeah. I, I I describe. I I think I have a whole chapter in in my book um, about the neodymium magnets, and when you order, uh, you can do it two ways. You can do it the old-fashioned way, using a compass and uh, holding a, uh, putting the, the magnet on a table, or putting the compass on a table and then approaching it uh, from about ten feet back and moving in slowly, and you'll the the compass will 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 point to the north side, um, and or you can when you order the magnets from a company, you can have them just, you can ask them to mark the north side for you and they'll either mark it with some kind of a a permanent marker or actually have it welded into the the magnet itself so it's actually, um, you can actually feel the texture of the north and have an end on the north side because that's the strongest side and that's the side you're going to want to use as a countermeasure. Against your skin,
4: okay, and just a one quick comment too. I just recently watched a movie. We were talking about you know Hollywood and how they do like to throw it into our face about the technologies that they're having almost announce their plans. um I can't remember the name but it's still is Redbox. and they were this movie was based around the idea that emotions was a disease, and they had uh, vaccines against it and um, you know, there was no sense of empathy or emotions. And it's kind of like with all these these perps, they actually feel nothing, no emotion, no, no empathy. Um, so I just that's thought right. that was kind of interesting. That's,
2: that's right. Uh, you bring up an interesting point. That is another aspect that a person that knows far more than I do wrote a report many years ago about the that the, the participation, especially on the community level of the perpetrators, the criminals, um, they're actually part of the, the, the experiment too. They're, and they don't even know that they're part of the experiment. They have no idea, the, the, the targeted individuals know very well that they're part of the, they're the focus of the experiment, but the the perpetrators are also being Um, uh, experimented upon, and as you said, they were, they are being, they're being desensitized to their, to their feelings of um, remorse or uh, pity uh, or any kind of sorrow that they may have for the target that's being harassed. They're being desensitized to it slowly over time. That's part of the, what I understand to be part of the, 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 um, massive plan is to desensitize the perpetrators to the point where they're willing to do anything and not feel any regret or any um, remorse for it. And uh, that is really the ultimate soldier for the the powers to be to um, pull the strings and have other people do all of their dirty work for them in this master experiment, that's what I understand to be uh, what's taking place now. And you you do know that, as you noted, that the perpetrators have, they have no feeling of of, uh, of any kind of pity or, or empathy or sympathy for the targeted individual. It, it, and instead, they're constantly being reinforced with uh negative feelings toward them and, and motivating them, and also the strong financial reward also is motivating to them as well as well as the actual thrill that it gives them to harass and terrorize someone that's actually something they become addicted to and and, and that and that's something that's uh, it's really awful, but it's true that these people are they get a thrill out of uh, out of harassing and terrorizing other people
4: yeah um absolutely they um there's also if you do a Google search on youtube um, uh you get on youtube do a search and you you look up anti vaccine or anti god vaccine. they've actually been able to create a vaccine that targets the religious fundamentalist mentality it somehow affects the regions in the brain um, and actually basically deadens that area that is in the brain that is responsible for religious or emotional experiences. So, um, you know, I know there's a lot of controversy about autism and a lot of things about vaccines, but, um, you know, it's curious to know that, you know, some of this is all kind of coming out and, you know, we have a worldwide... Um uh, I don't know, it just seems more and more that it's in our society is more prevalent that people just almost feel nothing, that there's a inability to connect emotionally. You know, with all our things and uh technology. It's just uh that's all.
1: <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you for that information. Thanks for your question, Marcella. Thank you. I'm gonna to go to Southeast Missouri. We just have a couple more questions michael is that okay with you
2: sure i'm lucky to be here ella you're you're, you're nice to uh, i'll take the, the questions as long as you as long as you field them
1: okay good okay here we go southeast missouri hi southeast missouri
8: hello this is dave case uh i'm an electronic engineer and i just want to let you know on them uh implantable chips and most electronics you can interfere with the feedback loops. I was wondering if you heard about that. I've actually uh, have have a countermeasure for tinnitus. I've cured over 50 people and uh, it knocks out a bio-relevant feedback loop. uh,
2: I haven't heard of that, but uh, I'm sure that that's possible.
8: Yeah, I've proven it. Uh, and my CD has uh, ultrasonic pulses on it, similar to a neurophone that was invented in 1959. And uh, it's actually going worldwide. I've, I've got many testimony letters, and it, it has totally changed their lives. And uh, I give that out for free. And it's a, it it is a big experiment, and it's really going worldwide and is is getting successful. But I just want to let you know in those implantable chips, uh, you also can interfere with uh, harmonic resonance. If you have the exact physical size of any object, it has a physical harmonic resonance. And you could possibly interfere with those implantable chips. Also, uh, in the early 2000s, they perfected a way to turn your skin into logic circuits uh, when you enter an MRI. They mag- uh, magnetically change the electron spin of your atoms in a way. So that's the next generation of chips, and you cannot see them on a CAT scan or an MRI. And that's it, it's progressing very quickly and very dangerously, and uh,
7: yeah, they're,
2: I, they're, we need more
8: more engineers, you know, to work on these problems.
2: Yeah, the the new ones are made are manufactured from conductive polymers, resins, and and fibers that remain invisible to to uh, mainstream medical imaging. They remain invisible. You're right.
8: Yeah, like I say, the new method, they actually use your skin molecules. They don't add any material. It's just the direction of your electron spin of your atoms are changed to form logic circuits. And uh, we're really entering a a very dangerous time period.
1: Yeah, it seems to be that way. Pardon me. It seems to be that way. Do you have any more questions? No. Okay. I don't know if we lost him. Are you still there, Michael?
2: Yes, I'm still here.
1: Oh, great. Okay. Sure. Well, thank you, David. Thanks for everything you do. I'm going to. Thank you so much. You are. Thank you. Okay. I'm going to come to Northwest Indiana. Hi, Northwest Indiana. You have a quick question for Michael.
4: Oh, yes. Hi, Ella. It's Lauren, uh, Indiana. Hi, Michael. Um, I wanted to ask you again, um, when the lady was talking, I'm sorry, I don't remember what city, but this criminal network, as you described, is it impenetrable? Do, Do you think we have any chance or hope of letting the vectors of truth come in to expose this thing?
2: There's still a chance that we can expose it, but every day that goes by makes it that much more difficult. Um, as the previous caller said, we're entering a very dangerous time. And it, actually in the book, um, one of my own quotes is, the future has been here for a long time. And that's where we are right now. Things that... that, that um, we're just beginning to 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 realize all the uh, all the, the the capabilities of these technologies, but the exposure uh, is critical at this point to make people aware of it before it gets to the point where there's no turning it around. We're we're still, I believe, at a point where getting proper exposure uh, and raising the awareness of all people, not just the targeted individuals, but The people that aren't targeted, which make up most of the population, the 99% of the people that aren't targeted, um, all those people need to be aware that this crime is spreading and, and sooner or later, people, either themselves or people that they know or family members or loved ones, will be touched by this crime eventually, sooner or later, if if it's not exposed that's 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 a fact
6: well in your personal view do you think it can be beaten or just hypothetically michael yes i think she
1: was asking she's a little muffled in your personal views do you think that this can be beaten or what do you think it's going to take oh I, maybe? I,
2: I, well i, I mean I, i'm doing it's it's so hard to to uh to gain credible um awareness of people that aren't affected by it the people that are affected by it know very well that it's real but it's really uh it, it it's it's hard to 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 make that leap across and capture the attention of people that are not affected by it it that's really that that's where the challenge lies uh, that's one of the main reasons i wrote the book is is for people that don't that don't um they need to know about it and people that are just hearing about it for the first time need to know that it is real and eventually it, it will touch everyone and it, it needs to be it needs mainstream exposure i uh, it, but it is difficult to, to get that because of the of, of who controls the media and how the media acknowledges things or does not acknowledge things. So that's where the challenge lies.
4: Thank you, Thank you very much. Thank you, Bella.
1: You're welcome. Thanks, Lauren. Okay, I'm going to take one more question, and then um, I'm going to end. The podcast. There's another one going on simultaneously, and I don't want to overlap too much. So, thank you. I'm going to go to Oregon. I think you're next. I see there's another person that has their hands raised, but I don't see you on the board. So, it's Oregon. And then I see Neil. Hi, Oregon. You're on the call with Michael. Do you have a question? Yeah. Hi, Michael. Uh, I thought your name was
4: Mark. So, that's okay with it. Hello? Yes is uh, on your book? Doesn't uh, isn't your name um, Mark Rich?
2: No, it's it's Michael Fitzhugh Bell.
4: Oh, oh, I was thinking of someone else. I'm sorry. That's okay. I, I think like you've been on a conference call before. Uh, many months ago, I remember you now. Yeah, yeah. Um, and anyway, um, I have a question. Um, what's your what's your understanding of when GIs are um, hanging around together, uh, in relationship together, whatever, friends or whatever, and um, and um, all of them being turned against each other? Is that the same like you were saying before about the? Um, about the subliminals, about the emotional um, uh, f- frequencies uh, coming at people uh, over a period of time and then being influenced by it?
2: You know, I, I really haven't studied the the, um, the interaction between different targets to, to, to the extent where I'd be able to, to comment on that, but I, I don't know about that, but I do know that That I will say one thing that uh, I've known from personal experience and from what people have told me is that when targeted individuals contact other targeted individuals and they share the the the, what's happening to them specifically their their um, electronic assaults their uh, organized stalking this the type of things that they experience if. One is sharing with another, often shortly thereafter, the person who was not experiencing those things begins to experience those things. So I know of some targets that when I talk to them, they know about that. And they say, please don't tell me anything that you're experiencing because the the criminal group that's targeting me will start doing the same things to me, and I don't want that to happen. And, and and I say the same thing to other people when I talk to them on the phone. I say, please don't tell me uh, wh- specifically what's happening to you. I know very well, uh, but some of the th- – and, and also the other thing is when targets talk to each other, they tend to – especially new targets, when a new – someone who's newly targeted – and overwhelmed and terribly frightened and terrorized uh, by this crime, when they speak to someone who is a veteran target, um, who's been an experienced target for a while, they tend to reignite those fears that that they once experienced, so they end up re-terrorizing the person who, Uh, is trying to get past that. So that's part of the way the crime feeds on itself. So um, that that does happen. I, I know about that part.
4: Yeah, yeah, and and um and also, what's your understanding about how target individuals become perps? How they're turned into perps, or how they think or believe that if they do perpy things to other TIs, they're going to have less targeting? Do you have any information about
2: that? I've heard, I've heard that. I can't. I I, I don't know anyone specifically that can attest to that but I have heard that that does happen to people and um, uh, but I can't, again, I don't know, I don't really know about that enough to to tell you but I'm sure that that does happen. No one that I know has been uh, approached by the group offering them Sanctuary. If they decide to flip and become a a perpetrator themselves, I've never, I've never. No one, no one has told me about that. But I'm sure that that has happened to people, and that may happen. I don't know.
4: Well, I'm talking about not necessarily be being physically approached by someone, but having the technology, the, the remote neural monitoring, the, the subliminals, the voice uh, to skull, or just kind of uh, getting the message maybe to a dream that if I behave um, uh, egregiously towards this other target, that I'm going to have uh, less targeting. Uh, I have a feeling that that happens, that somewhere in some people's um, uh, vision that's being targeted, they believe that if they do something not nice to somebody else, they'll have less attacks.
2: Again, I've heard heard that that may happen, but I can't really say for sure. I really don't know.
4: Okay. Well, I don't know either. That's why I was uh, asking you and seeing what you know about it. Um, Can I jump in and ask a question?
2: Sure.
4: Okay. Um, You said you had mentioned that um, certain people are targeted right and certain people aren't, and this is, I believe, a common fallacy in the community. I think everybody is targeted except that some are aware, like you and I, and others are unaware. They're kept um, covert because if you think about what NSA is doing, she's data mining everybody. So I think everybody is targeted. That's right. Some know and some don't.
2: I I believe that's, believe that's, um, that's a very real possibility.
4: So what we have to do is we have to, if we could tie our communications into the NSA data mining, which everybody knows about, and just continue on with that and Follow that up with our targeting. The only real difference between our targeting and their targeting is we're hit hit with um, directed energy. And I think that everybody's hit with V2K, and a lot of people think that they aren't, but I think that's how they control us. They control us with... uh, subliminal triggers and they can do that to anybody because the, the mind is open to that uh, there is no firewall for that as has been stated many times so the only difference is that we're um, aware and they're not that's my theory Are you there?
2: Yes, I'm still here. How yes, do you it, think? It, it sounds. It sounds. It sounds possible. I, I, again, I, I don't really know enough to to make a, a a comment on that, but it does sound like it's possible, and it sounds like um, something that, that I've, I've heard. I've heard. I've heard something similar to that from other targeted individuals before, so um, it, it does sound familiar.
4: Does it sound plausible?
2: It sounds possible. I I I, Not I know it's uh,
4: plausible.
2: Plausible. Um, it could be. I I really can't say. I don't know.
4: Well,
1: okay. Thanks. Maybe you could get back to me on that. Okay. Yeah, Well, on that note, I'm going to go ahead. Um, we're going to go ahead and end the podcast. And I want to just say thank you again, Michael. So much. I really enjoyed having you. You seem like a genuinely um, really nice person as well. Um, and maybe you can come back in the future.
2: I, I hope so. You're very nice. Ella, thank you so much for uh, having me on the show and for fielding all the questions. And, uh, I, and I also wanted to thank all the listeners for all their, um, all their great questions that they sent in to you. And uh, I'm... Um, very uh, glad to be here, and I hope to come back again.
1: yeah, and good luck with your book and your research and then I'll give you a call too. I have some ideas I wanted to run by you in regards to you, so yeah, I'll give you a call tomorrow if you have a chance to see Sure okay, well, thank you again. I know everybody really deemed a lot out of it. I was getting texts while you were speaking and emails and wanting you to stay on a little bit longer, so um, yeah, thank you so much and I thank you too. know. And, and I hope everyone goes up and goes out, uh, goes out and picks this book. I'm looking forward to getting mine. I probably will get it in the next day or two. So um, we have a little snow here, so Amazon's running a little bit late. But I'll have that book in my hand soon. And thank you again. Thank you. Okay. Good night, everybody. God bless. And you guys, Derek has this call. If you want to move on over there, one one five eight six three. And I will be back on Tuesday. God bless, everybody.